citizen detectives, and welcome to House of Quigley, a Yellow Jackets podcast with a title that pays homage to the woman who always buys two of things. <laughs> because that way she has enough to share. Who's she going to share her chocolate with now? Better not be Walter. Um, my name is Francis, and I am joined by the ultimate citizen detective in high school. She decided to skip school one day, and I decided, so will I. So I went to her house, and we watched Christina and Beyonce videos until her dad came home at midday, and I hid in the bathroom. It is the one. <laughs> yeah. The only. <laughs> Alyssa. Yeah. And I was supposed to be sick. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to be sick. Do you think that was the time that I was in the middle of learning um, Christina Aguilera's iconic, trust your own instincts speech? <laughs> Yes. It's so funny. I am 33 years old. I was obsessed (laughs) with Christina Aguilera when I was 16 to, Hmm. well, from the ages of probably like 13 to like 19. I still like her quite a lot, but I still know this entire speech off by heart. It's like just ingrained in my brain forever. Oh my God. Can you say Um, it right now to inspire everybody listening? I can. I can. Excuse me. Trust your own instincts, no matter what people may say about you. No matter what criticism or what negativity might come your way. <laughs> um, I think that's the end of it. I think that's, that's the most important part. But um, it came in the middle of, like, she she used to, like, perform Fighter. And yes. she would, like, riff off and do, like, the song Fighter as, like, this really, like, intense live version of it and she would kind of like say it in between the song and (laughs) i would be watching it i'm sure you were there as well and we would just i was (laughs) yes Alyssa. i can actually vouch for this Alyssa would use that that speech like every damn day and i swear to god Alyssa, to this day i cannot hear trust your own instincts without thinking of that so look at what's happened it has changed i've taken it through my life you have absolutely thank you christina um, aguilera yes one might argue that um, the, the the yellow jackets should be uh, trusting their own instincts. Oh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> because it Maybe. all goes horribly wrong this episode. Um, yes, it really Francis, does. Francis, when um, I was thinking about like how I should like introduce you, my lovely co-host, this episode, <gasps> I was like, I wanted to tell the pod about that time you uh, did a cosplay of Wanda from WandaVision. Yeah. And... I remember you like did us you like made this you got this custom made um costume mm-hmm. uh, off Etsy and you were like mm-hmm. I've got this like corset and I've got the red wig and you like looked epic and you walked like dramatically down your hallway <laughs> in slow mo and like the lights were like flashing in the background I don't even and it know was why such a good cosplay yes they were it was epic it was epic and yes and because. Our, our podcast is aptly named after Mystic Quickly, but you are Frances and you are a motherfucking queen as well. Like Misty. Oh, Alyssa, that is so You are a queen of chaos. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. No, the pod, the, the, sorry, the, the cosplay was just like out of control. I remember when I got it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I had to send through yes. all like my size and everything for it. And then when I put it on and the lights, People are like, oh my God, what a great effect. And I'm like, I don't even know why that happened. It just You're happened. like, it just happened. It, it just, just happened. happened because just I happened am Wonder. You are Wonder. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. So Alyssa, um, yes. I was talking to you about this before and we'll see what can we come up with. But yeah. we saw a post recently on Reddit uh, that said, if you were a yellow jacket in high school, which one would you be, right? Now we decided yeah. we are going to choose for each other. Now, 
I have done some. Can I just say, you've given me like five minutes warning. <laughs> I have not thought about this at all. <laughs> hey, well, I've been thinking about this for like two weeks. Okay, so I was okay. like, I no, because I think when I started, I'm like, oh, who would Alyssa be? Because I could not figure it out for myself. I was like, I, I think when you think about other people, you're like, I can figure this out. But for me, it's like to say that I would be this person. I'm like, mm. so <laughs> Alyssa. You are, <laughs> you are a Jackie Shauna hybrid, right? And let ah. me tell you what. If they had Am a baby, I Jackie and Shauna's love story? <laughs> you are. You are their love child. If they had a baby, which is not out of the realm of possibility, let's just be. It's not in today's day um, and age. Science can make yes, it happen. Yes, yes, and they're in love with each other, so clearly that would happen. I mean, unfortunately, Jackie is um. In someone's abdomen at this yeah. point. Well, passed through. Jackie has passed through. She's now waist, uh, probably. Yeah, unfortunately. Back to the earth. Can I tell you why you are you are like a Shauna Jackie okay. hybrid? Okay. I'm so you're loyal, just like Jackie, Aww. right? So you know how Jackie was like always there for Shauna and just like yeah. so consistent and like caring so much and knows when that when she's lying to her and all that that is you you are friend 10 out of 10 type of person Aww. so you're like that with Jackie's quality you're smart obviously and I'd imagine <laughs> I'd imagine that you'd be good with a knife right I just can't see it <laughs> I think I'm good with a knife why do you think I'd be good with a knife? I'm concerned. I feel like you would be good with a knife, right? And like, let me tell you why. I just feel like you're good at camping and like, you're one of those people that just like, you're like super nice, but then like, you have fire in you too. And I can imagine if someone like, not a person, but like if a wild animal came at you, you would probably just be like, ah! So that is my choice. Alyssa is a Jackie Shauna love child. That is that's that's yours. Oh, thanks. I really like that. That's very very kind. Well, I thought um, I actually was thinking to myself. I feel like you are legitimately like half. Well, seriously, I think you are like Van as a teenager. Not before she kind of goes like oh weird and like she's up with the woo-woo like she's yes. down season two but when yes. she's in season one where like she is just like a cool hot bitch and she oh. <laughs> she's the goalkeeper and she's like a little bit crazy but also like has a ton of fire in her and um yeah i just feel like you would be you would be similar to van because you also van have vibes. that that very like chilled out vibe personality but you also like are not afraid to say, Taisa, you bit her face. <laughs> no, Taisa, you ate her face off. <laughs> I would, I would say it as it is. That is true. That you is would say true. it as it, and I and I also think you're a little bit like Team Misty, <laughs> um, because I feel like I feel like you're always I prepared. <laughs> no you are you are Francis. you have so many like you have so much understanding and like skills in certain areas and like i feel like if i was trapped on a desert with you you would like hone into like your i don't know your like greek background or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you would save us all i'm sure but <laughs> hone into my greek background or go back to the ancient days but i just feel like you're very resourceful 
Oh my god. You're very resourceful and you know, you're like you're very talented and you have like so many different skills and you like yeah, like you know, your job and like you're writing a novel and like, you know, you had a lot of work. I just feel like you're like good person across the board but you're not psychotic like misty oh well (laughs) oh my god Alyssa, that is so nice i don't even know what to say and like the only person who like if i'm like i'm literally comparing you to like a teenage youngest psychopath and you're like that is so nice (laughs) (laughs) hey you're like you're literally comparing me to my favorite character and i fucking love it but no it's true oh my god she's i think anyway i think we were on the soccer team together and that's another thing that we have in common with them that we played yes we were were on the the soccer team and um like yeah so yeah just to be clear i do know that you weren't the goalkeeper um but (laughs) for some reason the goalkeeper i'm like there that's the team i'm literally yes. that is the person that holds the team together it's true like, without the goalkeeper you got you a bad goal by a million goals fucked yeah it's true. um but yes you were the striker and like you used to like get all these goals and then like i feel like i was like kind of the midfield but like the ball would come to me and i would just scream i don't know why it's because like, one time i got hit in the face with a ball oh i don't remember that though in my head in my head, you were there, like so good as a midfielder. I wasn't. Like, I wasn't. Like, I was are you terrible. sure though? No, I think... <laughs> yeah, I'm 100 percent sure. I, I feel like you were amazing. I feel like you were amazing. And I like I'm um, like every time you said I ran, ran away from the ball, I'm like no. Like I feel like you were out there. Like you were really in there. So like you were, you were taking the midfield for the team. You oh. you were like waiting for me to like kick you the ball, and I'd just be like ah, oh. <laughs> it's just gone past me. Okay. Now that we've talked about our history for about 30 minutes, how yeah. about we get into the episode of Yellow yeah. Jackets? It was the finale before it we was. get started. And obviously we are going to go into a lot of conversation in this episode. I want to know, general vibe. General vibe. general vibe. If you were like just sitting here, like I kind of felt like this about the episode in a sentence or two, what would you say? In a sentence or okay, two. Okay, a paragraph. I feel like, yeah, I was like, I've I've got like four pages of notes here. Um, okay. No, I think I can do it to a sentence or two. Um, I have a vibe. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to bring the pod vibe down. Yeah. I liked it, but I think the, the adult storyline was a let down. Mm-hmm. A little bit. How Evsky <laughs> loved the teen stuff. A hundred percent happy with the teen stuff. The adult stuff, which is probably less to do with the women and mm-hmm. more to do with the police storyline. I thought yeah. the last ten minutes was a bit shoddily, hastily written. However, again, I've just said however now. I feel like I should be back at the same point. However, I don't think it's worthy of, like, literally everyone... Well, I've read, like, a few posts on Reddit and there are a lot of people freaking out. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that level at all. I just... And and I'm still, like, obviously still invested and I can't wait to see where the story goes because overwhelmingly, I do trust the writers. However, mm-hmm. I think when I really enjoyed season two, the finale was a tad bit of a letdown to yeah. me yeah tad 
Yes. How do you feel? That was definitely more of a paragraph than a sentence. But anyhow. That's fair. No, I think that's fair. I think, um, no, I think that makes a lot of sense, actually. And it's kind of on brand with, like, how the last episode kind of felt a little bit as well, I think. I enjoyed the finale. I, you know, we had spoken in the last episode and you had rightfully called out two podcasts ago that you think that Nat was going to die. So... I think that we no. we kind of had we were come, prepared for that. Yeah, yeah, we were mentally prepared, so I didn't feel like cheated or anything or like shocked. Yeah. Like I was kind of like, okay, this kind of makes narrative sense. Yeah. I I'm of the opinion, and we'll talk more about this later. But to briefly just state it, I'm of the opinion that I think narratively I'm okay with it. I mm-hmm. also think the execution or the or certain moments mm-hmm. could have been done with a little bit more finesse uh but that's kind yes. of that's kind of where i'm at like yeah. i'm okay yeah. with it though <clears throat> i think i'm it's not like a disaster it's not like oh my god what the fuck it's just mm-hmm. like okay mm-hmm. i'll accept it for what it is i'm still looking forward to season 3 that's where i'm at basically like, 100% oh yeah me too i'm i'm so looking forward to season 3 and the thing that kind of sucks is that, like, with our, like, with our, with recency bias, right? And I know you and I have, have talked about it a lot. It means that when, obviously, when you watch something and it doesn't immediately fulfill all of your expectations, you're left with, like, a, you know, an overall positive or negative feeling about something. And so when I watched the episode, you know, last night, like, you guys had already seen it in Australia and I think like I'd been traveling in the day now in the Netherlands by the way um and I'd been traveling and I yeah and I think like I had in my head like I was like oh holy shit like you know the episode's out and like I really really want to watch it and like you know the cast said that it was going to be fucked up and like I was like oh my god like what what's gonna happen and you guys were like uncharacteristic uncharacteristically quiet yeah, yeah about the episode because you were obviously like protecting me from spoilers and you were like chatting yourselves you and nash hmm. and i think i just it was just built up in my yeah. head and yep. so when i watched it i kind of was a bit i felt a bit let down and i felt a bit negatively about it and i think the problem when someone feels negatively about something if you then jump on you're writing a review for example or you jump on reddit or something and you write mm-hmm. comments that comes out first but Mm -hmm. i do think you need to sit with something especially if you love it because on my rewatch this morning i was like okay i definitely didn't love the police storyline i didn't really like how it kind of wrapped up but on the whole i think it's a good episode um yep you know and agreed like i think some things are a bit quick but you know like and i messaged you guys at the start of the episode i was like I was like, I don't really like how Lottie's just all of a sudden mm-hmm. she's in this place. But there is like a sort of, there is a build up, obviously, in the last few episodes. <clears throat> it just felt quite quick to me. And so that's yeah. what we talked about in the last pod. So, yeah, like, look, um, I think that's just a problem with our society at the moment. Like, you know, you're left with like a sort of snap feeling about something and then. Yeah. You know, the live Reddit thread had 10,000 comments. So obviously, mm. well, at this point has 10,000 comments. So obviously it's made an impact. Mm-hmm. But 
and a lot of people like certain things and stuff but then you know there are a lot of people saying mm, didn't love the episode mm. yeah yeah and I think I think everyone whether they liked it or not it's valid because I can understand why you wouldn't like it I can also understand why mm. you would like it but I think yeah. for me just quickly we saw Ashley Lyle posted a tweet just saying how it's like similar in the respect of like um, a lot of people that did like it, a lot of people that didn't like it, but she also made mention that she has received death threats and like, you know, it's That's like, fucked. it's fucked. Like, honestly, drink some water, go for a walk, get some therapy, right? Because get some if, fresh air. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's ridiculous because <laughs> I, I just feel like, and we've, we've reiterated this on the pod time and time again, this show, I, as much as like they may have a few missteps here and there, they may have a bit of shakiness here and there with their, their plot and like decisions that they make. There is no doubt in my mind that whoever is writing this show, well, the writers, we do know who writes it, are doing this with a lot of care for their characters and for their story. They've created this story from scratch. So, and you know as well as I do, that if you create a story from scratch, you care more about it than probably anybody else, right? So in my mind, I'm like, lay off a little bit, like, calm down, you know. And have some respect. (laughs) Like, we talked about it last week, Natalie, have some respect. If you, I implore anyone who, like, I mean, not to turn on the fan base. I'm not doing that at all because I feel the same way. Like, I mean, not to the level of, like, sending someone death threats. But, like, these people created the show that you love so much for you. Like, give them a fucking break. Think to yourself, why would I freak out of the end of season two of a potentially five series, five season story when I am literally, yeah, I have had less than 25% of a story being told so far. Like, yeah. just calm the fuck down. Yeah, it's true. And like, it, you know, calm the fuck down. Like, but I do understand. Like, yeah, it. I don't under well, we understand up until the point of death threats. <laughs> That's when we're like, yes, what that, the fuck 100%, are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just feel like, you know, like, yeah, just just think about what you're actually doing. A lot of the time yeah. I feel like when people are sending death threats, they have issues in their own life they need to work through. So just yeah. whatever it is that's upsetting you this much, I hope that you figure it out. Um, All right, yeah. let's jump into our recap here. So... We start with Zombie by the Cranberries, which was a bloody fantastic choice. Uh, I know that you made it. Fan-fucking-tastic. Fan-fucking-tastic, especially overlaid with Nat walking through the forest. Sophie Thatcher. I cannot... I feel like this girl has come out of nowhere. Like, I'm just like, you are bloody amazing. She is amazing. Does she remind you a little bit? Like, I'm not going to harp on this too much but it almost reminds me a little bit of when I first saw like Florence Pugh in um fighting with my family and like I was like wow like this girl like she has really good like reaction like faces when she's not Mm. saying anything you can tell what she's thinking like this she's a great actress Florence Pugh like you know it's kind of how I feel about Sophie where I'm just like I love the silent moments that she has where she's saying nothing because you can always tell what she's thinking and it's just bloody amazing she's amazing yeah i agree um yeah that was the best way to open it and um yeah i definitely think this girl has a huge career ahead of her Mm -hmm. like um yeah just a really really subtle um way she can like make her face show that emotion like it's just yeah just 
great moment. And I saw um, you put her on your Instagram story. I did. On for my close friends. I don't really I don't really share with the masses. Like, I kind of just put my close <laughs> friends. But I, was, I wrote, Sophie Thatcher is a fucking star. And I stand by it because she fucking is. Um, she fucking is. Yeah. But yeah, you see the pain and confusion in her face and all yeah. of that. And the song just makes it that extra bit harrowing. So great choice there. Yeah. Um, and I also love that. Natalie is the one that leads the group in because obviously mm. she's the one that first meets Travis and it's just so much more impactful that she's the one who does that. Yeah, so she sees Travis and like he's super excited and relieved to see her until he sees Harvey coming in on the stick. Now On the stick! On the stick, he's on the stick. Now, taking notice of everyone's expression here, Mix- Misty looks quite despondent. I think she actually looks like l- loss of hope. She looks sad. Like she's just, you can tell she doesn't mm. want to be there. There's sadness in her face. Then you cross to Van, and she's got this cloth covering her face, her mouth, sorry. But her eyes, <gasps> my God. She is a resolute. Yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> she um, I agree. It's like, wow, Van, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Nat speaks to Travis, who has just seen what's going on, and she says, like, Travis happened so fast. The wilderness chose. Obviously much better than what I just said in her, like, fantastic <laughs> acting. <laughs> I am not doing this justice. Um, and Travis's reaction here, oh, my God, Alyssa, it killed me. Like, I, sibling so death sad, stuff, yeah. like, sibling death yeah. stuff, just, I can't. Like, he's, like, hovering it's, over it's, Harvey's body and mm. he's just, like, leaning over him. And I was just like, no. And, yeah, there's, there's like, something, yeah, obviously, like, we didn't really talk about this on the pod as much last last um last review that we did, but mm. Harvey is like Harvey is a death of something really important in the group. Like he, mm. you know, yeah, he is the the youngest. Like he he's the he's Travis's little brother. Like he's someone very cherished to Travis and and also by extension to Nat. So it is such a like it's such a big loss, but. It doesn't. It's. It, I kind of get it. I did think the rest of the group was like a bit like, you know, how's it going? Like they kind of just <laughs> walk off and like. I mean, maybe yeah. they were just giving Nat and Travis privacy. Mm. But also, like, then I was thinking about like when I was in high school and my friends had little brothers. I would just be like, Ugh. <laughs> like <laughs> you're a stinky thirteen-year-old. Like, go oh. away. <laughs> so. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's what. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's very sad, very yeah. sad moment. Um, sad scene. And yeah, for sure. and Travis, of course, has lost his father and now his younger brother. So <sighs> yeah, and we and I'm and I was glad that like I mean, I was glad that we we kind of had that moment of grief from him where he's you know we we don't know how long he's kind of over Harvey's body like mm-hmm. you know holding him protecting him like a big brother should. Um, and, and yeah, he, um, he obviously, you know, he obviously works out. Shauna comes out with a knife. (laughs) He realizes what has to happen. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Um, definitely. Yeah. So we'll jump back to that scene in a bit, but we're just going to hop on over to the present day and we come back to the present day. We come back to the sharing shack. And Lottie is still yabbering on about we don't get to decide. It chooses. It won't stop until it gets 
what it wants. <laughs> <laughs> Until she, it gets what it wants. That's how I felt like you said it. <laughs> Legit. And so she goes to drink the tea and Shauna is like, stop it. Just put it down, bloody stop it. Like, stop. <laughs> like, just fuck it out. And then Shauna, you know, jumps into her fantastic acting skills and starts humoring her and said that they need instead they need to give the wilderness a hunt um when i was watching this i was like i get it okay i get it she's trying to buy time obviously we'll go into this more however i am confused because i'm just like i feel like if someone's at that level of like dissociation is that the right word? I don't know. Level of delusion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to, like, talk to people and, like, give them comfort and support and validate their feelings. But, like, <laughs> what they go into now is, like, feeding Lottie. Like, they are feeding Lottie. And I'm, yeah. like, I get that they're buying time, but I'm also, like, this is not helpful. Like, mm-hmm. this engagement is not helpful. Anyway, continue. Yeah, which brings me to the question, has Shauna gone through, like, one day of therapy ever? Do we know? It would appear not. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, maybe she just doesn't know that this isn't the right way to deal with someone. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe she's literally, like, it's not like she really handles situations that great. Like, just No, you know, yeah, it's a good point. It's kind yeah. of on brand. Um, anyway, but Misty's reaction here is a very, oh, wow. Like, she's like, yeah. it's a small moment, oh, but it wow. made me laugh. She's really like, wow, Shauna, wow. Um, so, but can I just ask you quickly, what would what would you do in this situation? Because oh. obviously they are trapped in a room with, like, Lottie. <laughs> like, just pretend you're, like, Misty or something. Okay, if I was Misty, <laughs> I would be like, oh, no, there's an alarm going off. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. an alarm, an alarm. And then they'd be like, we don't hear anything. I'm like, it's the wilderness. It's warning me. There's an alarm. Quick, everyone run. And I would just run for the door. Like, and I would, they'd, and they'd, they'd be so confused that I would make it out alive and then they can follow but, if they want. That would just yes, be me okay. if I was Misty. Yeah. But, but Misty, I think, would rather just probably like, I don't know. She would be there with the group till the end because no matter what, she's always going to stick with the group, right? So I don't exactly. know. That's what true, I would true, do true. though. I would be like, whoops. Yep. Time to go. Whoopsie. Um, yeah, so Shauna goes on about how whatever it is that they communed with in the wilderness is still in us. And Lottie is like, yes, thank you so much. Thank you. And is hugging Shauna. And Shauna's <laughs> eyes grow like three times the size. And she's looking at everyone else, very obviously conveying that she is not in on this at all. Um, but once again, I love Melanie, Melanie Linsky. Great work. Uh, just, yeah, just, you know, just a great job. Even if Shauna yeah. is going about this mm-hmm. in a very stupid way. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So all in all, uh, Shauna borrows time as Lottie leaves to find, to make sure that the woods are clear just for them and their wonderful murderous hunt they're going to have. Um, yes, and the rest of the women have a chat and that brings up the point that this isn't just about Lottie's mental illness and Van agrees saying they all went through this and we start to see present day Van kind of developing this perspective which only grows as the episode goes on. Yes. So do you want to touch on that now or do we touch on it later? I do. I do want to touch on it now. Yeah. Well, like, I'm wondering if this is like, Again, like we kind of talked about in a previous pod, like Van has this moment where she looks at Lottie when she first sees her 
more like she's looking at Lottie with awe. And so I think Lottie has distanced herself over the years because she thought Lottie was in a mental institution. But as soon as she's out and she's with the group again, she's just dragged back into that. I don't even think she's dragged back in, actually. I feel like it's quite a willing state for Van Mm -hmm. where she, you know, feels that energy or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. she is straight back in in the room as a teenager again. Yeah, like flicking Um, a switch almost. Flicking a switch. And I feel like, you know, now I feel like it's very purposeful the way the writers have like, when we were first introduced to Van, like... She is very. She still seems quite similar to her teenage self, though she is. She does seem more jaded and more, like, I don't know, ambivalent about things. I don't know what the the right word is, but you know, like, she just still seems to be quite young in personality. And I just, mm. and we've kind of talked about it a, a little bit, like whether she couldn't really let it go. But I still, I hundred percent think she's still in this state of like. Yeah, like she she's not on the same page like the other girls are, mm. um, and that's that is quite clear. This is one of the moments that I thought was a bit mm, like yeah, again like I think just make it obvious to me like yeah. Weirdly, it's like I, it's sprinkled throughout the episode, but then it's also not like it's like mm. fluctuating. You get different yeah. expressions from her the whole way through. Yeah. You're either, is she on her side? Is she not on her side? And maybe it yeah. is. Maybe it is a fluctuation where it's back and forth. But it's not, you're right. It's not super clear, like, what we're supposed no. to glean from it all. Yeah. So anything yeah, else definitely. to say on that before we move on to the next part? Well, I did wonder if, like, Van was thinking this might be an opportunity. If she did still believe in the wilderness, like, I have cancer, I'm going to yeah. die soon is this my opportunity and I'm just going to give it all I've got. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've never had like a, um, you know, a disease that's going to obviously going to end my life anytime mm-hmm. soon, hopefully. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> As someone with health anxiety. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I do wonder, yeah, like, you know, you bargain for your life, right? You want you want to do whatever you can to extend mm. it. You want to try the alternative therapies. You want right. to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks to try and see if you can save your own life. And so that that kind of perspective does think make me think that makes sense to me. That she may have been on board either with being the one who was killed or someone else dying in her place for the sake of maybe mm. seeing her life yeah. change. And I, I agree with you, and I, that's the vibe that I got. Uh, as well you know especially as when we get to the the ritual later on but we'll touch on that once we get there um so the opening credits start and we are thrown back to Lottie and Misty in the wilderness and Lottie asks why Travis (gasps) was screaming and Misty explains how they're going to eat Harvey uh Lottie is horrified by this and Misty explains how the group needs her and Lottie asks how could you let them and Misty is like Lottie you start this. It's done. Yeah. I'm going to save, it's going to save all of our lives. So you better not start making people feel bad about it now. And she is delivering the line through her teeth. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, she is. Oh my God. She is not playing around. Like she was no, like, not. Yeah. you better get your shit together. Okay. Honey. Yeah. yeah. Cause this is the way that it's going, whether you like it or not. Oh yeah. And I really God. like this because like, you know, Misty's eyes are shining. Like, I really love how Sammy, like, plays her with this really, like, earnest, like, yeah. 
belief and excitement where she's just like, I 100% believe what I'm saying right now and um, this is the way it's going to go. Every time we bring up these actors, I'm just like, I love them. I think they're just so good. Like whenever you're, oh, Sammy, I'm like, oh, Sammy, we love you. You're great. You are. You're great, Sammy. If you ever listen to this podcast, which is never going to (laughs) happen. We would be honoured. So... Misty yes. go down, goes downstairs and lies that Lottie is pleased with the wilderness train. She lies through her teeth. Oh my God, Alyssa. When she did this, I was sitting there and I was like... <laughs> I was like <laughs> Misty just says things in these ways. Lottie so pleased. Yeah, she's like so unserious and dramatic about it. She's like, Lottie is pleased with the wilderness choice. The wilderness is choice. Yeah. I'm like, wow. That is an interesting comment because she definitely has that dramatic flair to her. Like she, oh, she loves like her and besties to like, you know, act and like do their plays together and recite yep. their, you know, um, recite their. She loves it. What? She, she, she loves, loves it. it. She yeah. loves when everyone looks to her and she has something to yeah, turn out. You're right. So I agree. I thought that was an interesting scene as well. Um, yeah. I haven't quite figured out like. I mean, yeah, Misty is obviously, like, orchestrating that for her own – to feel important, right? Is that what you kind of got from it? Like, yeah, I She's actually, the messenger. Yeah, I actually have a bit of a theory on this later on that I want to touch on. Okay. Because I think right, that cool. the way that Misty it. is treating Lottie reminds me of something that I've seen in, like, a real-life cult. But we'll talk about it mm, a bit later. Okay. So we'll just put a pin in that and we'll come back okay. to it. Um, So Shauna is called upon to do the butchering of the body and she starts crying and it becomes a whole thing, right? So it's very interesting actually analysing the reactions here because, again, it's that fluctuation between like a bit of cold repression but then pure emotion Mm -hmm. and it's just back and Mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. And like, look, Mm -hmm. I've got to say, again, if this is the direction given to the actors, like, that's a really great direction because as much as, like, there's that part of me in terms of, like, adult van where I wish I had more to chew on, I actually really love that I'm seeing the younger cast, like, go back and forth between this, like, savage element, savage beasts, and the the human side where they're, like, really emotional. I'm like, this makes sense to me, that they would be jumping back and forth, like, fighting with themselves over where to land. Mm. I And, like, um, you know, obviously, like, as, you know, they are, well, Shauna and the other girls are, like, preparing... Harvey's body and they're like preparing they're bringing the tables out and they're like brushing the snow off it and like oh. you know um Very yeah, frantically. Get, getting organized <laughs> frantically yeah. brushing the snow <laughs> frantically brushing the snow um you know because obviously they're hungry they need to have their dinner <laughs> um but yeah like I I felt the same thing like Shauna um <clears throat> you know feels very childlike in that moment Shauna like pulls the um, her, pulls her hat over mm. her eyes or her, you know, um, the, her scarf or whatever it is. Over whatever it is yeah. Her scarf yeah. over her eyes. And there's this, it's, it's a, it's this real childlike element where she doesn't want to see what she's doing. And B, I feel like it's the first introduction we have of them covering their faces when we do, when they do this type of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, like and yeah, this back. whole scene, I just feel was very, yeah, very childlike. Um, very, I, 
I thought the direction in this scene was brilliant. Like it yeah, really, same. like the when her running her fingers and like the 100%, knife, yeah. and like even just it let the scene breathe a lot. Like it did, and yes, I was did. sitting there, and I I didn't realize I was holding my breath while it was happening. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, they really got me with that. Like you know, I was kind yeah, of sitting like they really got me with the emotion of that, and I felt it. Um, and she practiced like she. You know, she runs the knife once without cutting him. Yeah. She practices. And I was like, that's really nice. I mean, obviously not like anything (laughs) really. But But yeah, I agree. The direction of the scene, like just, yeah, like someone is, she's not sure what she's doing. Everything we've seen of her is that, you know, as an adult, she's very like, you know, I don't, I don't know how to describe adult Shauna. I feel a bit mean in previous pods where I've been like, she's the most fucked up character. <laughs> like, she's the darkest. Like, but hey, I, I think know, Shauna then, may agree with you. Yeah, but in this episode, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. I get it, girlfriend. Like, I, think, I think it just, I think, again, like because this scene I thought was just so well done, I, I wish that we did have more scenes throughout this episode that let it breathe this much. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think it's important to acknowledge when they do a scene exceptionally well. And this was like, yes. just to me, perfect. This was good. It's perfect yeah, way to, to do this scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. anything else to say on this scene before we move over to present day? No, uh, again, nothing. so present day, Misty is doing her citizen detective work and finds she some of, uh, finds the name of Lottie's psychiatrist and also finds her phone, yeah. which apparently is still working. I don't know how many days it's been in there, but like my iPhone battery goes out in like a day. So I she, know. Yeah, I mean, maybe same. maybe Misty's iPhone is like her bladder abnormally large. I don't know. Um, so, to be fair, they yeah. it, I did I did pay attention to this as well, and um, the battery is like critically low. Like you can see, there's like a tiny bit of red left in the battery. Oh. So uh, all right, all, all right. right, okay, we'll go with that. That's fine. But I bet Misty has something special on there that, like, makes it last longer. God fucking knows. Um, so Walter shows up and Misty is happy to see him. Um, can I just say one thing? Yes, you can. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, so to get her phone, though, Misty has to, like, break open the, the Lottie special cupboard, whatever it is. Yes. And um, then, like, you know, just before she grabs that big-ass box and she finds her um, phone, uh, there is a, a little bit where we see the gun. Oh, yeah, The gun is yeah. there. The gun Obviously, is there. we've seen the gun in previous episode, but I did – I was kind of like, okay, this is literally like a Chekhov's gun. This mm-hmm. is coming back. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to see the gun again. So, yeah, I, I was half expecting one of the girls to, like, pick the gun and be like – Bam! Like, yes. During the hunt, but obviously it wasn't. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Yes, Walter. Yes. Walter is there. He does. He, uh, the door opens and um, Walter steps out. And like as Walter steps out, there's a little spin. Yes. Elijah puts a little spin in his little step. Spin. And it's funny. Spin. Yeah. Yes. And you know, yeah, he shows up and Misty's like, oh, Walter. Um, anyway, so Van is talking to Ty and says, as they're yeah. making their wilderness masks, like very normal people do, <sighs> um, that she feels unsure about calling a crisis team to get Lottie. Yeah. Um, and Ty replies by saying Lottie is sick, and Van is like, but she isn't, and if she is, then so are you. And again, mm-hmm. another dash in favour on Van's point meter about supporting Lottie in some way, um, or protecting her. Uh, interesting line that she says, though, we handle this ourselves, we protect each other, didn't we all swear we would? 
I did write that down too. Oh, wow, Alyssa. <laughs> um, but yeah. like literally what did you, when I So what did you that, think? Yeah. yeah, when I heard that, I was actually a bit taken aback because I don't recall, I mean, we've seen instances of like, you know, them protecting each other, like whether it's through, you know, like all being there when they needed to get rid of Adam's body or whatever. But mm-hmm. we've seen it happen, but we've never, I don't feel like we've ever heard it come out of someone's mouth. Like we all swore we would protect each other. Like, and yes. I was like, wow, like this is almost so, a bit of a revelation. Yeah. Like, not that I didn't and expect it. And I did it, wonder. But, hmm. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did wonder like, yeah, if that is an insight into how they survived. Like they had the five of them. I think it's five. I'm counting on my hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The five of them like had like a pact with each other. And, and I feel like that meant everyone else that was around them was like, disadvantaged because of it like yeah they yeah. knew where the queen card was or something i don't know and that yeah. meant they didn't get picked I don't well know. the next thing that i was thinking is we vowed to protect each other it could be that yeah but then i was also thinking like you know when they break off into cannibalistic clans were they one of the clans just those five i think like yeah I think yeah so on the nose yeah definitely. so if they were one of those clans and that's interesting for what may happen further on down the track mm-hmm. if they are one of the clans that just exist uh Anyway, so we'll move on to Jeff and Callie, um, who are driving to the compound. Yeah. And Jeff seems very distressed by the fact he can't Google himself anymore. Yeah. And yeah, it was, I thought that was a funny line. That was a typical Yeah, Jeff. I really like this little, I really like this little duo because like, it's nice that we've seen them had a com- have a conversation in the previous episode and they had mm. this like father-daughter closeness. It, it was, that was a nice little thing I think they put in there. Yeah. So they arrive at the compound and the way I groaned, Alyssa, when Pistachio Mustachio showed up with Kevin, I yeah. was like, oh, But Jeff, Jeff nearly reverses I know. Which I found <laughs> very funny. And I just wanted to note there's this little moment when um, Kelly finds out that Shauna has a gun and, and Jeff's like, no, 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 Shauna doesn't have it anymore. Like, I put it somewhere safe. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then Kelly goes to grab the, um, what is it called? The glove box. The, uh, yeah, the glove box. And like, Jeff's like, no, no, no. Don't go in there. <laughs> I was like, classic Jeff. Oh, classic. Classic Jeff. Jeff. We love him. Yeah, love it. Um, anyway, yeah, so the, the police, um, bloody, yeah, so Mustachio, Pistachio is still alive. Oh. <sighs> okay, anyway, we'll talk more about him. Kevin later. is the good one. I'm sorry. I know, I'm, I know. I'm angry about this whole thing. <sighs> anyway. Kevin is the good one. Anyway. Yeah, we will get to that. So Nat in present yeah. day is talking to Lisa and is telling Lisa she that is, something yeah. is happening tonight and she needs her to leave while she still can. And the way this yeah. is so much sadder now knowing what's coming, Alyssa. The way it this is. is so much sadder. So it Nat is. is like begging Lisa to leave. And I actually love Juliet's performance in this scene. I thought it was so moving. Yeah. Um, it's very broken. She's it is very broken. so broken. It's like she knows. She knows oh, she's going to nah. go down. And, yeah. oh, my God. Can I just say real quick? She also says the line, I appreciate you trying to teach me forgiveness. It's a nice idea. And then when she's leaving and she's, like, I, I, I literally just sat there after that, that line and I was like, oh, shit, she's dying. Like, I knew it. I'm like, they literally same. put this 100% line in there. same. It's like, of course yeah. she's going to die. Like, they wouldn't I give know. her that line if she wasn't going to die especially because like you know stupidly like not to bring it back to this concept but if you're like if you're looking at like a Chekhov's gun which I brought up before Mm. this conversation is important obviously and the words leave of course it's like 
that character is not going to pay attention to that. And so, of course, that's going to come back around again. Um, so, yeah, this too, same with me, was the same moment that I was like, yep, Nats are gone. I, I actually thought it would be a suicide thing. So, you know, it wasn't that. But um, can I just say, like, I can't believe. She, she, yeah. I can't believe how early you actually picked it, though. Like, where you're like, oh, it could be Nat. Like, two weeks no, ago. No, I just, well, a bit, yeah, but only because of the, like, ongoing discussions about suicide. Yeah. And death yeah. and stuff. And, it did make and sense. Because, so, it, but it was only when you brought it up that actually the next week, like we were saying last week's podcast, where we were talking about her character arc and we're like, yeah, it doesn't seem to be mm. heading anywhere. And that's where you kind of go, well, this is where it makes sense that her yeah. her. her story would end it's isn't anyway so sad but but that's anyway we'll talk about that because like i'm not like in a way like it was predictable and i kind of wish that it wasn't Mm. like anyway i think yeah yeah um so coach ben in the wilderness uh he shows up uh while he does harvey is being cut up and he is just like what the fuck is going on uh he well, at around. first he kind of looks excited, like, because I think he's like, oh, we've got food. And then, like, you can see realization kind of dawns on his on his face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he turns around and sees Nat and Nat is like, where <gasps> in the ever living fuck have you been? Like, you know, because she's like, oh, my yeah. God, Coach Ben. And Coach asks what happened and Nat doesn't reply. And Coach is like, I found this place. We can survive the winter. We aren't like these other girls. Like, you know, and Nat replies that she's worse because she let him die in her place. She and was. she's... She's already she's already destroying herself and carrying a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. And I it made me really sad because I'm like, Nat, like I was like, Nat, oh my god. I just Ugh The way this character just like tears me apart inside. Oh, god. <laughs> you're, you're talking like a like a nineteen hundred person. The way outside. But yeah, I, I just think like when Natalie says actually I'm worse, like it's a really important conversation for mm-hmm. Natalie herself because she's aligning with the girls, like yep. for better or worse. She's in now. Yep. She she I'm had one out. out. Yep. She's like, no, nah, I'm not taking the out. And so and I feel like that is also nice characterization because Natalie as an adult is very much like that as well. Mm-hmm. Like better or worse, this is who I am, you know. Yep. So yeah, no, she's not. She's not trying to act. <sighs> Could have been like so she's, different. She's not trying to yeah. act like she's morally superior anymore. Mm. Um, which yeah. you know is coming from a really sad place. But like you can tell now, yeah. she's yeah, she's bought in. She's bought into, um, you know, the fact that she's yeah, just she, like them, yeah, and she and she's not an outcast, and she's part of them, and she's part of what they're doing. And you know, obviously, we see what happens later on. But anyway, uh, anything else on this scene before we move on to the next point? Um, I was just going to say, like, quick question for you. Like, Nat is a character who, in previous episodes, we've seen her, like, be like, these girls are crazy. And, like, she's talking to Ben about it. And she's just like, oh, maybe it's not the worst thing if Lottie dies because, like, this is all going to the bad place. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, in this episode, do you think it's just because of what she's done and how her life's being spared that all of a sudden she's like, the wilderness chose or do you think that's another crutch for her to just hold on to to assage her guilt kind of thing i remember hearing an interview with the showrunners yeah um who i think they made oh my god i can't remember the exact words that they used but it was something along the line of that natalie natalie chooses a lot of her perspectives to absolve her of guilt 
um, right. if that makes yep. sense. So part of me thinks, is she, is she saying the wilderness chose because it's easier to say that than to say I chose, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you're just like Great, she's you. she's moving forward to her microphone every so often to reply that she's really <laughs> it's very no it's because like it. when we were recording the last pod um just an insight into the, the pod recording yeah um because I'm wearing like headphones obviously in my mic like I'm traveling so I've got my microphone like hooked into my air purifier <laughs> I have such bad allergies in the night but um yeah I've got this little portable air purifier that's like holding up my microphone like at the right level to my mouth and like sometimes it accidentally picks up your voice inside my headphones and it brings in this little like weird weird sound i, I so, have to like, admit yeah, i, I have talk to pretty back. loud when it comes to the pod i think because i can't hear myself so i got my big ass headphones on as well so um yeah. but thank you for that Alyssa. i really appreciate it no i think that she's trying to absolve herself of guilt i think that she's trying to yeah. to just say like yeah i'm i'm this this is what the wilderness has done and but then she's also able to admit that she is worse to ben so i think it's a mix of both like it's her trying to find that Mm. middle ground where how do i survive with this reality without like you know and and then also deep down probably destroying herself quite a bit inside um so van and travis are having a conversation where travis tells van she should be ashamed um and van is just like well i'm not um and again, it's hard, and again, it's hard to, to read if Van truly believes this or if it's a bearing of any other thought process. And I'm inclined to think the latter because of what Liv Hewson has said in interviews about Van's feelings being buried and eventually resurfacing at a later time because it just feels like she's saying these things, but it's like, I, th- I, know, you th- I know you think you believe it, but the Van that I know deep down the band that i know (laughs) the band that i have gotten to know in the wilderness personally when i've been living amongst them no but the band that i know would not do that right so i'm you know anyway van is like i'm not ashamed i'm glad i'm alive um and liv does a fantastic job here because there's a lot of weight in this scene um i think as well i thought it was a great scene and again you see this fluctuation in van's eyes between shutting down emotion not letting it resurface feeling like it might come up again and then it just doesn't and and live fantastic again oh my god i'm literally just wanting to praise all of these actors i'm like you are all bloody amazing yes live houston amazing sophie thatcher amazing jasmine savoy brown amazing sophie thatcher did I already say her? Amazing. Sammy Hanrassi. Sammy <laughs> Like, yeah. all of them. Like, they're all just, wow. <laughs> I'm just, uh, anyway, fucking amazing. Um, anyway, yeah, so what do you want to say about this scene? Because I thought this scene was pretty interesting, pretty uh, intense as well. Yeah. I just want to say quickly, like, I was watching an interview with, I think it was with Sophie. Yeah. Um, and Juliet. But, like, Sophie just made this comment about, like, they were all talking about, like, things they, like, you know, know about the 90s, even though, like, none of them were born then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Sophie was just like, oh, yeah, I was born in 2000. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I know wow. I know this is normal, but, like, I hear when people are born in 2000 and I'm like, aren't you, like, 10 years old? Like, yeah, no, and but I'm it, like, oh, it yeah, is she, really, she's, she's, she's quite yeah. young. Uh, I think Sammy was yeah. born in, like, 1995 or something. Okay. And yeah. I think cool, Jasmine cool. is also a bit, uh, like, 
one of the older the older but like yeah. a, but a couple of them you're yeah, like sophie nelise and uh sophie thatcher yeah, they're, they're like young. 2000s babies and it's like wow Wow. wow wow i am ancient history i am a fossil yeah. oh, <laughs> i'm dude. literally a fossil yeah so this scene um yeah this scene um i don't know i kind of yeah I, I i do agree i think it's something like sort of similar thing like absolving themselves of guilt like i don't know what it's like to live in that world i don't know what it's like to be starving and like you know not have anything to eat and like you know but I have been a religious person in the past mm. and everyone needs something to hold on to. Yeah. And so I understand that Van's like, I'm not going to feel guilty because that, you know, this is just where I'm at at the moment and I'm glad I'm alive and, you know, whatever I can do to keep myself alive, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I don't have the mental and space nor capacity to deal with the guilt yeah. of that. Yeah, I think which that's is where like she's at. we were saying that Liv said in the the uh, on the buzz. Yeah. Episode last week when Liv was saying, yeah, it's it's beyond that for Van now. Mm-hmm. Van has just um, is in a different place. Um, yeah. And yeah, I was kind of reflecting on the conversation that Van had with Ty a couple of episodes ago when Van was like, I need to know why I survived. Mm. And, you know, I've survived all these things that I should have died in. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's also been building to kind of like this space where Van is becoming more of a devout disciple, so Mm -hmm. to speak. And I think that also connects to the present storyline. But yeah, Van, Van is become quite unlikable i feel all right so back to present day we see walter and he is making the phenobarbital phenobarbital it's a hard word to say phenobarbital cocoa until kevin shows yes. up so walter is basically yabbering on about being a citizen detective and offers kevin the cocoa and i was like surely this detective who is smart will not drink it but he does Ugh. make it and- make sense Make it make sense. That was really, 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 really annoying to yes. me. And in my notes, I have literally written down, this is where I feel like the adult storyline starts to peel off. Mm-hmm. Like, And so on one hand, I'm like, okay, I am not a cop. My guards, my guard in that moment would not be up, but I am not a cop. Mm. Surely as a cop in America, your guard is always up. You know, you're entering this space. Someone's like coming up to you and accosting you and yeah. And you drink this drink. Um, And another side note. Okay. Phenobarbitral, right? Does everyone have access to this? Oh my God. Lottie's talking about it in the previous episode. Does Walter find it in the compound or does Walter have it? I mean, I believe that Walter could have it, but like what? I know this is a cult thing, though, and it maybe is. you can like shed more light on it because I I'm, I haven't. I mean, I know some culty things, but I've never like watched documentaries and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, is it a thing? Like, I'm so yeah. from what I gather. I mean, I I mean, it, it was predominantly used Heaven's Gate. Um, they did have access to like certain amounts of okay. resources. Heaven's Gate had a, quite a bit of money, especially towards the end. So I don't think it was particularly hard for them to get their hands on it. I can't remember exactly how they did. However, I feel like if you were part of a cult with the resources that Lottie has, it would be easy enough for her to retain it. That's yeah, okay. that's what yeah. I think. And I'm I'm from what I gathered, Walter would have been 
smart enough to identify if he if Fina Barbatore was around and like found it himself or something because who knows how long he was scouting the area let's say he's been there for hours and he finds it and he's like okay because he would be he would be yeah. snooping around the area so yeah I'm I'm okay and it with does that. seem to be like it's nighttime when that happens because we see Jeff and Callie obviously yeah. come by so this it, yeah there, there is some time for him to, to find that around. but yeah. still complete and utter brain fart from Kevin Honestly, yeah. like, what the hell? Can I just make note to my favourite line of the episode, which yeah. does come from uh, Elijah. Uh, Walter Tattersall says, Alas, I am a lifelong asthmatic. <laughs> and I was like, what a great fucking line. I love that. It was that. a great line. It was a great I line. want to tattoo that on my like forehead. Because I too am a lifelong asthmatic. I did like Walter quite a bit. Um I thought that he, yeah. he look, yeah. I've, look, I've liked him the whole time. It's just I don't like him with Misty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, well, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. They are two, two pairs in a pod. Oh, two peas in a pod, not well, pairs. I'm just no putting it this way. Pods. If Nat died so Walter could run, then please just, like, tell me right now. Yeet <laughs> me off this planet. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeet me off. Please, just set me a light. Uh, eject me into the sun. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, so Jeff comes yeah. in and he says he's the one who murdered Adam. And I just love Jeff. Like, he, he's just... I know. He's so but loyal. But I'm just like, Jeff. Yeah, like, I'm just like, why though? Like, uh, because Jeff. he has to. He's like, Shauna, I can't. Like, I have to protect Shauna. And I'm like, I, I, anyway, just like, he's a anyway. he's a good person. Um, And he's confessing, in inverted commas, confessing. Um, And Kevin, meanwhile, drops dead from the Phenobarbital to Coco. And like... So clearly Walter has been a serial killer this whole time because he's completely nonchalant yeah. about the whole death thing and he's just like, you know, mm-hmm. help me take the body away. Um, so as a he's whole... like, Jeffrey. <laughs> what did you think of this scene? I know that um, you, you, know, you have criticisms about yeah. the whole thing, but... Yeah, so... Um, yeah. Uh, so the first thing I thought, actually, because like, obviously when Walter first gives Kevin the, the cocoa, I was... Sitting there going, okay, yeah, Walter's just about to poison him. Like, so predictable. I was like, fuck's sake. And then when Jeff comes in, I was like, oh, now I'm kind of interested because now I feel like Jeff might kill him. And I was like, mm. maybe the writers are doing a switcheroo thing with me. And then he drops dead from the from the cocoa. And I was a bit like, oh, fuck's sake again. Like, <laughs> I, I just think it would have been so much better if they'd pulled that switcheroo and, like, not done the predictable, like, oh, the cop drinks a drink and it's laced with poison and the cop dies. Like, And, like, if, yeah, Jeff had done something and, like, this, I guess the storyline could still play out exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, for whatever reason, they didn't do that. Um, I think they wanted to solidify that Walter's a serial killer. So they wanted to kind of... Like on Misty's level yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think they wanted to do something that he was just like, yeah, I have no issue just killing you with a cup of cocoa. Like, it's fucked up, <clears> right? I think that's why they probably did it. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I look, this whole thing, this whole storyline from the beginning, I haven't really liked the detective storyline. Um, yeah. Putting Walter in there has made it a little bit more palatable, but, like, at the same time, it just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't quite land, does it? It's got some, some mm. issues there. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah, else to say on this sp- before we move on to the next part? No, I feel like I'll say more in it as it, as it, as goes. it goes on. Okay, as, so Coach Ben... Coach Ben is struggling yep. to light a fire with Flint, uh, which is important to yeah. remember for the future. And we cross back to the cabin. Uh, Harvey meat has arrived. It is being served. Um, <laughs> yum, yum. Shauna presents yum, Travis. Yum, yum. 
Shauna presents Travis with Harvey's heart and Travis takes a chomp uh, after his discussion with Van uh... Yep, it was really lovely to see. Uh, blood everywhere. Um, before putting it in the pan to fry. Uh, like animals, they all throw the meat into fry. And yeah, thanks, Harvey, I and guess. And it sizzles, sizzles, it's, sizzles. Yeah, it, you know, it's all happening. It's sizzling. Yeah. Sizzling um, away. So the one thing I just wrote down is that, like, it's nighttime now. Poor Shauna has been out there for hours. <laughs> she has been chopping up body parts. She's been oh, slicing Shauna. up meat into nice bite-sized chunks for the girl. Oh, this poor girl. And again, girl. just no respect. No respect for Shauna. Oh, poor Shauna. Oh, my God. This makes like, more sense. Like, they're all just sitting her around. diary entry later. out there. <laughs> I know. She's probably She's like, just like, how dare. I was, how dare. Oh, yeah. my God. I was like, the disrespect. The but, disrespect. Um, yeah, and so Travis bites the heart. I was a bit confused about that, but I think it is like it's a sign of respect. Like it's you know, it's symbolic his, like, of that of that. Like if anyone's yeah. gonna consume my brother, it's gonna be me. First, like I'm gonna me. and I will yeah. take a bite of his heart because his heart belongs to me. That's how I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Which that's, is I think that's, that's which it, is yeah. like you know at the very least that he's probably like if you're gonna eat him, the least that I can do. <laughs> show take that this bite. take the first bite has fucked up as that is. um yeah. so misty goes back to lottie and offers her meat and lottie is having an existential crisis about the wilderness right yeah, um misty is. is fucked off at lottie at this stage and demands that she eats and look i know misty is out of line here but I understand her anger a little bit because Lottie has been pushing this narrative for so long about listening to the wilderness and Harvey saving them yeah. all and all that shit. But on the other hand, I also feel so bad for Lottie because I don't think she ever intended it for it to go that far. So I was just going to touch on something real quick, right? This is where I was actually just going to talk about something, <sighs> this point that I have about... Um... Okay, so this moment, we see throughout the episode a lot of like Lottie is... Like, you know, we've called this for her. Like, it's our fault that she's this way, yada, yada, yada. And, like, you know, even Van touched on it later. And it just reminded me of one of the leaders in Heaven's Gate, right? So I'm just going to give you a bit of a background here. Ooh. You know. So I, I don't know how much you know about Heaven's Gate. Um, Nothing at okay. all, Francis. <laughs> okay. Take it away. So the basic gist is that the group believed that their bodies on Earth were like meat sacks and truly they were going to ascend as alien beings and travel on a spaceship to heaven. Right, So that was the, the basic gist of what they believed. They thought they had to reach the next level as aliens. They were going to jump on a spaceship and go to heaven when it was their time. Um, now, originally, this just started as like separating from your family, no contact, a lot of teaching, but eventually got to the point where the group committed suicide via phenobarbital solution, believing that a comet that was passing during that fateful night in 1997 uh, was the spaceship that was going to take them away. So they did it at an exact point where a comet was passing by because they thought it was the spaceship. So mass suicide gotcha. in that moment. So the leader that drove the group to suicide was called Doe, whose real name is Marshall Applewhite. So I'm not referring to this leader when I talk about the leader in Heaven's Gate. That um, reminds me of Lottie. But I just wanted to, to kind of touch on the fact that she's not involved in this suicide. But the other leader that was part of Heaven's Gate before it got to the whole mass suicide crazy thing, her name was T. So it was do and T, which was supposed to resemble the sound of music. So do, re, mi, fa, so, la, T, like beginning and the end, like type of thing. Anyway, so T originally was very much a leader of this cult and presenting herself in the way the cult expected her to. But behind the scenes, even though it was prohibited, 
she was actually sending letters to her daughter and communicating with her family, even though she was a leader, telling them, go and enjoy university, live your life, etc., etc. not trying to push her beliefs on her daughter at all. So hypocritical based on what the cult understands because she's yeah, living this life, presenting herself that way, and then behind the scenes she's really sending secret letters. Yeah. Um, but she, be- yeah, she, present- she presented herself as a leader of those beliefs. So, so in a way, when I hear Van saying things like, we made her like this, or when I see Misty like pushing her and pressuring her, being a pre- like pressured in those environments when everyone is turning to you and believing your shit, even if you start questioning it yourself, you can't just stop. Like you can't just change because it's not mm. just you anymore. Yeah. All the members are buying yeah. in and they want you to be that person, right? So because that's yeah, happened definitely. in like human history and whatnot, I just wonder if they're touching on that perspective in this show with Lottie because throughout the episode, it just happens a few times, you know? Anyway, what do you think about that? I, I think you're 100% right. I think that's definitely what they're doing here, especially because we have seen multiple references to Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think you're right. Um, and, yeah, in this moment, like kind of what you were saying, you know, Doe, I think you said, there's definitely similarities here because I think Lottie is realising in this moment that this thing that she has is now bigger Mm-hmm. It's beyond her now. It's it's not what she expected, not what she planned for, and not what she wants. And we have seen for like five episodes now that she, the girls are forcing her into this place. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be there. No. Like, she, yeah, she, 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 whatever, for whatever reason, she has, you know, a gift or a curse, however you look at it. Um, and for some reason that has elevated her into a leader um a leader perspective but she never wanted that she's yeah. very clear that she didn't want them to eat harvey she wanted she wanted i i honestly think she thought she was going to die and she was like i don't care from this mm-hmm. point on and you know i'm stepping away and it is interesting because yeah both things can be true like they can be can... held accountable but at the same time yeah they can be yeah. pressured by the cult yeah. members, you know what I mean? And you like, can go back and forth yeah. between perspective and back and forth between beliefs. Like there are some times when, you know, in in different things, like you feel 100% about one thing and then the next morning you wake up and you are you feel a bit different about it and yeah. you're like, oh, you know, you learn something new about it. And, um, and it is interesting that this is happening in the past – at the same time, we see that adult Lottie is really, like, just, like, she is completely, like, gone off the deep end. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. And it's a lot of, like, and we'll touch on this again, but it is a lot of that, like, commentary of, like, Misty pressuring her, Van is pressuring her, and then you've got, in present day, a lot of Van defending her, saying she's like this because of us, and you've got yeah. this back and yeah. forth, back and forth, back and forth happening. And you're uh-huh. seeing Lottie uh-huh. unraveling in one respect. And then in the wilderness, she's kind of stepping back. So you're getting that juxtaposition as well between the two characters of like what happens when you pressure her and what happens when when you have pressured her, but now you're not pressuring her at all, but she's already there because she's already had the mm-hmm. mental trauma from it. And it's just an interesting conversation to have, I think, because as much as I don't want to be like, oh, this makes Lottie like 
you know, uh, not held accountable for her actions or whatever. I don't, I don't believe in that. But I do believe, and you've seen it throughout cults in history, that the leader is obviously accountable. And like in this case where I was talking about Doe, who was the one who caused the mass suicide and like decided that they all do it. It was a lot of like, there was a lot of things that happened in that cult that he was instructed to do by the cult members, right? So it's like Mm. people, when they get on this and they like you as their leader and they want you to be this person, they'll, they'll push it. So anyway, yeah, point being back to what we were talking about before I went on that little rant. Yeah, no, um, that that was that was really interesting. Glad you put that in. Yeah, yeah, no, and I know, I was just wondering. I didn't know how much you knew about it, but um, yeah, no, it's a very no, interesting. I, I want to watch that documentary. It's it's very interesting. That's it's intense, cute. but it's it's very interesting. Um, yeah, cool. So we cross back to present day Lottie, and God is alive. Magic is a foot in pl- is playing, and what a fucking. Mm scary song to be playing over like i was like yeah that was it was a great choice again but what wow with the camera circling around lottie and that song is mm. playing and then it's playing over when um the girl like sorry when ty gets on the phone and says that they're gonna bring her to the institution themselves and then and i like think the song is i think the song has changed a little bit i think it's um they've added like an audio like effect to it to make it a bit more echoey mm-hmm because it, it sounded a bit, like, distorted. And I don't remember the song being like that. Yeah, no, they... I can listen to it again. It could very much... I feel like they've changed it yeah. to kind of fit, fit how Lottie's mental state is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, also, great work by Simone, despite the fact that we feel like she's descending pretty fast. Like, I, I feel like that scene where she's just standing there and, like, having that moment. She looks ethereal. Yeah, Like, she does. She, does. she she just, I mean, you know, she looks like she's, you know, <laughs> definitely a bit, like, uh. up in the, the woo-woo land. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, she, she looks like she's definitely having, like, kind of psychotic break. But, like, she looks very, like, beautiful. And, like, you know, the first shot we see, of, like, the back of her beautifully braided hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can see, like, this almost, like, crown above her head like mm-hmm. in a in a um whatever it is on the wall in front of her um yeah just again really lovely direction mm-hmm. and um Simone Kessel our New Zealand queen yes mother she is great she is yes, mother. mother she is mother she is mother she really is yeah. though um so <laughs> I would go as far to say that everybody is mother on the show all of the adults everyone mother yes um, Ty gets even Jeff is mother. No, actually, uh, Ty <laughs> Ty gets on the phone. Is <laughs> Ty gets on the phone and says that they're yeah going to bring it to the institution themselves. Oh, well, that all happens, right? Um, and Van's response to that is like you know she's like real into that, like you know, and Ty just does not look happy about that decision. Like to she kind of hangs up the phone. You can tell she's like, what the fuck am I doing? And clearly she's just influenced by van in that moment to go ahead with it and it's like oh dear like you can just tell it's not gonna end well oh dear um yeah so even i didn't i just quickly yeah did you understand what was happening in that moment because i didn't i didn't realize that they were calling off oh i did oh no they did they did yeah she did say that we're gonna take lottie we'll take her ourselves yeah yeah, but but yeah. I will say okay. this though. Ignore me though. Yeah, I will say this though. If if people didn't pick up that, I don't blame them. There was so much going on. And I mean, like, I want to say, like, at at this point, I was a hundred percent on board. At yeah. this point, 
you know, whatever it was, I can't remember, like 49, 45, 50 minutes in. Yeah. I was like, I'm happy with this. Yeah. Like, you know, a couple of things that I had been like nitpicks about it, but at this point I was like 10 out of 10 from me. And it's it's sort of the next little bit that kind of anyway yeah. we'll go on about so it. So the masks are placed down at the log, and you know before that happens, we also see Nat is just standing at the tree with a knife, and the song is still playing. And I just think it was a good that that music mm-hmm. and just those moments. It felt tension was building. I, I liked it. It could have been a bit longer, yeah. I think, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah, yeah. The masks are placed down at the log, and they go through drawing cards. So we get to that point yeah. where you know they're about to draw their cards, and Lottie shows up breathless and excited about it and god i just feel bad for her at this point i'm sorry i I just feel bad for her i'm just like oh my god like oh please like just get some help um so anyway before we get back to that and we go into the actual ritual um callie is once again confronted by pistachio mustachio and like i was just like when does this man go away like when is he finally going to just leave (laughs) i don't know well oh my god he's still alive how the fuck did he survive anyway um so he's like keep your hands where i can sue them because he hears the gun that callie has behind her back but when he turns then he turns around to listen to the kevin voice clip but anyway (sighs) So he follows this lead. I'm just going to go through this real quick. He follows this lead and yeah. ends up finding Kevin's phone and body in the boot of a car. Walter shows up, shoots the body, and offers Mustachio a choice that involves either uncovering the fact that Kevin was involved in a police corruption scandal, which connects him to both the death of Adam and Jessica Roberts. Mustachio is confused, so Walter explains that he'd be a hero to the community. or the records he's uncovered, inverted commas, can point back to Mustachio, Pistachio instead. So the police are on their way and Mustachio is standing there gobsmacked and that's kind of it. So what did you take from this scene, Alyssa? <laughs> I mean, just to describe to anyone listening to to our pod, like my head is in my head. Yeah. I'm just like, You're like just listening your summary. I'm just like, for fuck's sake. Um, yeah, like I, I thought this was bad. Like I liked the... I liked, I definitely like Elijah in this scene and like, you know, Mustachio was kind of just there. Um, but yeah, like in this moment, just because I was like, oh, maybe Kevin's not dead because I quite like Kevin as a character and he had a relationship with Nat and I was like, they're in the same place. They're yeah. going like, to run into each other, Yeah, you know, and I was like, everything could still happen the way that it's meant to and that could still die but she might have someone who she had something with well I suppose it was important that she had Misty but anyway um yeah like in this moment I'm just gonna read out what Walter says because I wonder if it makes sense to you hearing it back again because Mm -hmm. in my head it still doesn't like I feel like I've got the like you know I've got the like dancing clown in my yeah. head when, when I was watching the episode and Walter was saying this. Yeah. And like I was like, I, you're saying words and like I understand English, but it's not making sense to me. But he basically says, I'm the guy who's about to give you a choice. Now imagine how impressed the Wiscayot police force will be when they realize their new recruit nearly lost his life uncovering his partner's involvement in a sordid police corruption scandal. So when the police dig in, they'll discover a wealth of bank and phone evidence connecting your partner here not only to the murder of Adam Martins, the investigation of which he was trying to impede, but also the recent death of a known political operative, Jessica Roberts. 
it's easy to see why Kevin here would stop at nothing to present prevent this coming out. So, like, just a few problems. Okay. <laughs> the guy was drugged. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay. The other thing is he's in the back of a car mm-hmm. with also with bullet wounds in him now at this point. And also, like, you know, Walter talks about, like, how, you know, that, you know, the police force will be very, like, impressed when they realize the new recruit nearly lost his life. But, like, the new recruit is fine. There's no evidence of a fight or any injuries. But somehow, like, it led to a gunfight and Kevin died. Like, and I'm just like... It's just a bit shortly written to me that I'm like, I understand they want to kind of like wrap it up and they've got Walter as a character who is able to wrap it up. And I understand it from like, you know, like a narrative, like a logistics type of, yeah, yeah, like I get it, but I'm also just like, I think they just wanted to be done with the plot and they're like, okay, this like half makes sense and we're just going to like sort of square it away. That's all fine. But I just think I'm just a bit like... I don't know, like, I don't know, man. I was kind of watching it and I was just like, it's it's just it's just not good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was just dis- disappointing to me. And I get that it's like a B-plot and stuff and it's obviously like, you know, they had to do something about it. But that, that was when I thought the episode was a bit like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's just... You know, like we've talked about, Yellow Jackets isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. It is, a lot of the time it does things which is outside the realm of believability. But this is, like, next level, yeah. you know? Like, you know? Mm. And I get, yeah, sure. I'm sure if you have a lot of money and resources and you can do whatever to, you know, change the outcome of something, I'm sure that happens. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I just don't believe it. Yep, and yeah. I don't blame you. That's my rant. It it sounded like a lot of words to me. Um, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of words, and it's a lot of yeah, words. I was sitting and there going, my eyes were blinking, and I was yeah. like, I'm taking it in, but I'm like, what? The fuck and when I, I and when I watched to? it the second time, like I was following. Right, the first time I think I was just too invested in every other plot that I didn't really care. But the second time mm. I watched, it, I'm like, okay, I get what you're trying to say and like what the point is, but it just. I just think this whole storyline, the whole season, just didn't work. And then it just yeah. it just didn't surprise me that we get to the end of it and it again doesn't work. <laughs> um and you it, know. Yeah, it was it was like it just became a bigger problem over the course of the season and yeah. they were like, okay, and no, it's like have they to, have to have to like shoo it all away. Yeah, and, and if it does just shoo it all away and we don't have to think about it again, which I don't yeah. know if that's possible because now what's his face fucking oath is still alive, right? Mustachio Pistachio. <laughs> Like, why couldn't he die in this episode? Anyway. Um, exactly. That would have been way more, like, I satisfying. would have been like, yay. But no. Instead, I was like, oh. But I think, look, I I am willing to just be like, okay. This is me, personally. Yeah, same. You have I'm to willing be, to be like, like, okay. Okay. I'm willing to just let that go if it means that we move forward because there are other things in this episode that I enjoyed and I'm choosing to focus on that. That's how I'm going about it. So with that said, shall we move on? We shall. I do not want to talk about uh, men any longer. (laughs) (laughs) One second longer than I need to. All right. We are finally at the ritual. Okay. We've made it to the big (gasps) ending. Um, 
So they're going through the queen card ritual. They're standing around the fire. Yes. And yep. Misty is like, are we sure everyone is in their beds? And Shauna is like, I'd like to shuffle those some more. And Ty is like, Lottie, can we talk about this? And they're all just trying to make the time go slower. Because nobody, let's be honest, wants to fucking die, right? No, no. one. But somehow we have ended up here. Um, yeah. And the circumstances are not the same, no. one would argue. No. But yeah, I loved how Shauna was shuffling the cards and she's like terribly shuffling. Oh, like she's horrendous. just like dragging out the seconds here. Yeah. yeah, and everyone is stalling, but then Van is like, Shauna, that's probably enough. And like I was like, oh my god, Van. Like, okay, so Van Van, stop. Yeah, like, okay, just to be real, Van kind of fucked me off in this moment because I'm like, okay, what is going on with you? Like at first okay, say some you, therapy. Yeah, at first I was like Okay, do you want to pull the queen card so you die? Because you've given up. Because, you know, we go back to when she first saw Lottie at the compound back at the end of episode six. She had that reverence glare we were speaking about before. And I've never fully known what that meant. Has she fallen into some trance? Like, I actually am like, I'm asking myself these questions. Is this supernatural? what is going on because i'm just not understanding like okay i am understanding it i'm understanding it in this in like the as much as i can in the sense of what they're giving to me like i'm understanding what you're giving to me but i don't understand (laughs) where her fucking brain is at like i'm like what are you thinking are you thinking lottie wow i'll follow you anywhere are you thinking I'm done with life are you think i I can't figure it out and again this is one of those instances where i was like because she looked so keen to get started. But then when nobody p- pulls the card and they have to go again and Lottie demands they do it again, Van looked frustrated to almost do it again. So then I'm like, why is she now frustrated? Like, I, I was just, I was a bit lost. I was a bit lost here. This is where, like, I kind of got a bit lost with Van. I was like, I was kind of following, like, okay, Van's on board. Van wants it. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. But then she, when she yeah. looked frustrated, I was like, oh, is she... So here's the other thing. If you're doing the same thing that you're doing in the wilderness, where it's like fluctuating emotions, different emotions at different points, I can understand that, but I just need it to be a little clearer because I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to be reading. I'm happy to just read an emotion, but I can't, I'm like, I'm confused with, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm also confused. And I was confused in this moment because like, I was just like, oh, like, why is Van like, yeah i literally wrote down van is going off script like i was just like which is more because like you know i feel like all the girls were all the adults were confused by this too because van's like changing things up a little bit Mm. i think we're supposed to deduce as viewers that van still has this same like resoluteness about her that she had in the wilderness yeah and I guess we're supposed to keep her cancer diagnosis in mind and, you know, we're, we're kind of thinking to ourselves, oh, like, we're supposed to be thinking, oh, like, now Van has never really left this place and now she's back in it again and she is, like, something's changed in her and she's 100% in it. But I was the same as you. Like, I was... I think because... I don't know. They kind of, like, they brought Van in as an adult... She's kind of like this easy breezy person. Like I was just confused. Like she looks like she's totally 
when they first bring Van in, it seems to me that Van is like completely like past all of this stuff. Yeah. And so I was confused with the writing that now she's not. And And like here's the thing She's again fueling this fire. Yeah, and like I'm okay with if she's not. I just need to see mm. what direction because I'm I feel like the direction that she was going in was towards that, but then I question myself if that's actually happening or not. Like I, I feel like I'm not quite yeah. sold. But anyway, Van yeah. draws I'm not first. Quite sold either. Yeah, Van draws first and she's yeah. fine. Ty hesitates going next and Lottie asks if Ty is refusing the draw because you know what happens <gasps> if you do. And I was like, uh, excuse me? Excuse him what? What happens? When you do. Yeah. Pretty sure someone fucking dies. But excusez-moi. I was like, this is new information. Um, Information. Yeah. Um, Can I just ask you, I don't know if you're about to say this. Yeah. But like, do you think this is good tie or this is the other tie? At the moment when she's standing there. So there is a moment when Lottie says, are you refusing the draw? Mm. That... Taya gets this look on her face mm. and I was wondering am I supposed to be thinking like the I, ha- I just have a theory about this as it goes on yeah but yeah my theory as is that at some stage during this part the the original tie is you know is is shoved down into the subconscious and the uh, bad tie is the one who is coming out to light could very well be the way i read it though was that she was just fucking pissed off i was like she is just so... she she could have just been fucking she pissed off. she was yeah. just like what the fuck am i doing because it's a moment later where she goes to get her mask and she looks so over it like she... yeah <laughs> there's a yeah, gif yeah. i'll show you it but but you could be right though because i I, I I probably need to rewatch the scene again and actually pick up all the small nuances. But like, well, I will say that um, I thought Ashley, she was pissed off. Yeah, Ashley is it? Ashley is it Ashley Lyle. Yeah, is the yeah. Show, oh yeah. So Ashley Lyle does say she doesn't. She did do an interview after the show, and she does say she she stopped short of calling Taisa the other tie in yeah. this scene. But she definitely thinks Taisa was taken over by. Oh, okay. In this, in this moment okay yeah, well there yeah. you go so she definitely says that so there you go um yeah i think maybe not at this moment but definitely as the scene continues i think you can see like she's doing a lot of those like really pointed like glary 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 glares okay yeah which makes me think it is the other one but again like it's not clear to me same with van it's not clear to me yeah i think this is where like a little bit more would have been really beneficial yeah just a little bit um anyway so they're going around again yes lottie demands they do it again lottie's like again (laughs) (laughs) anyway so the cards follow all of them pulling out cards as well in 1996 and it just does this past and present switch which i actually loved by the way i really enjoyed that yeah i thought it was a great editing choice um i think some editing choices later on weren't as great but i think this mm. one was was actually really fit well it's fine with this yeah yeah um but the sorry just quickly the reason why so they did do a lot of switching between past and present yeah in this moment they actually didn't do a young tie mm. now the reason that i think that they didn't show a young tie in the scene is because i think it's the bad one and okay. it's not a direct it's not a direct back and forth. That, oh, you're right. Unless they it did was just skip a bad because they just went. They went. They did skip Van, Young Tie. Misty to Misty. 
Yeah. And I was like, that seems very weird yeah. to me. And then they yeah, get so. to they get to Shauna and she pulls the queen card. Um, I was just going to say, does that mean like now Shauna's like the next one in line to bloody eventually die in a season? Oh my God. I have something to say about the queen card that I just, I have no idea okay, good. if someone has already thought about this. They probably have. And they're going to be like, what the fuck? We talked about that three weeks ago, but I thought about it today. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it up. Um, I'll bring it up when we're, when we're like done with talking about the actual episode, but so Shauna pulls a queen card and they all walk towards the mask as if they'd done it a hundred times because they probably fucking have. And Shauna is like, oh, hey, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> She's like, guys. <laughs> guys. What are you doing? Guys. Guys. guys come on, guys. 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 Um, guys, guys. <laughs> and yeah, I laugh. With that the... reminds me of that. Just quickly. That reminds me of that, that meme that's like, Alan. Alan, yeah. Alan, Alan. Yeah. She was I feel like Alan. Shauna's like, guys, 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 guys. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> come on now, guys. Come on, on what? what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, She guys? is not Southern at all. I apologize no, deeply. I know. But honestly, it was, it was very like, oh, come on now. Anyway, so. Yeah, she was like, what are you? <laughs> so, oh yeah, but going back to Tawny Cypress, I don't know why. She, when she pokes the mask on and turns around with a knife, she looks like fucking hell. Like, she, she's just like, I am. She's like, yeah, she's holding the knife. I'm like, that is not a blunt knife. No, that looks like no, sharp No, she knife. is like, she's got like dead eyes. She's like, fuck this shit. Um, so Lottie is like, Shauna, it's up to you. You can submit or you can run. And Shauna, run. And Shauna like a mum in her 40s, is like, okay, time out. We're not really doing this. We're not really doing this, okay? You've all actually lost your minds. You know? Lost your fucking There is minds. no it, right? It was just us. And Lottie is like, is there a difference? And is there a difference? <laughs> and Shauna turns to walk away and Lottie is like, okay, you've made a choice. She's like, Shauna, are you running? Is that your choice? And Shauna is like, oh, Fuck off. <laughs> she goes and starts yeah, running through that. the wilderness. So I really all, like that. Oh, fuck off. They're all running, 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 chasing Shauna through the woods. Running, 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 running. running. And until Lottie and... is shot in the arm by Callie. <gasps> Lottie is a shot. Yeah, she's shot. By Callie. And Lottie is immediately like, is this your daughter? Like, she's so powerful. And she, but. So creepy. I just wanted to. I'm sure you're about to say this, but yeah, yeah, there is a moment when Lottie turns and she looks at Callie and she looks so animalistic. Yeah. She actually looks like an animal and she is just like. <gasps> yeah, like yummy new person on the menu. Like, but he, uh, but what I thought about here was that I didn't know what this moment was supposed to signify. Like at first, I was wondering if Lottie thought of killing Callie instead, like as like whatever. But also. The comment about her being powerful in the wilderness's eyes. Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting. And it is on brand for Lottie to um, be very uh, strangely obsessed with Shauna's children. (laughs) (laughs) It's happened again. Um, Yeah, I was just like, okay. Um, Yeah, I'm wondering if that's going to be something in season three because obviously now Callie's involved. Yeah, she had been involved for a while. But she might be wanting to know what that meant, you know, and like wanting to track that down. She might find it interesting. So anyway, Shauna is screaming to Missy. She's like, where the fuck is the crisis team? Like, and Ty's like... They're supposed to be here by now. And Ty's like, 
they're not coming. We called them off. And Van is like, it's not right. She's like this because of us. And again, fair fucking point. I get it. Like, I brought up the Heaven's Gate thing. I get it. Like, they, they, they did that to her. But I, like, oh God, it actually made me really sad. Because I was like, I did not enjoy watching Lottie unravel here. Like, I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, this, like, I, I, like, kind of what we talked about in previous pods, like, I thought, I think the descent of Lottie, like, you know, has been done okay, but mm-hmm. again, I still feel like it's a little bit fast, but then I looked up this thing, which is, like, because, I don't know, I was kind of, like, obviously, like, I haven't seen this happen, and I was kind of, like, is this normal, like, that they so quickly... If you're having, like, I don't know, like a psychotic break or, yeah. or a breakdown of some type, yeah. like, does it happen this quickly? Yeah. A lot of the comments I read says that it does happen yeah. that quickly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just want to read one comment that I read, which is, like, someone's, like, real-life experience. So I'm not going to talk about where I found it. But basically, like, you know, this person said, you completely disassociate. It's your classic when the villain snaps moment. You talk nonsense, but it makes sense to you. Sometimes you laugh because you're amazed by your bad luck. Um, you know, and you feel like a caged animal. You don't care how you look. When you act like one, you feel a lot of adrenaline. Sometimes you cry. And in unfortunate cases, you end your life. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, because I guess when you're watching this, I'm like, it's so quick. It's so quick. Like, all of a sudden, she's, like, in the middle of this this break. But then, it, you know, um, I guess when sometimes when, you, when people are actually going through that, it doesn't happen that quickly, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we know, yeah, we have seen that Lottie is kind of teetering um, between this place. Um, and, you know, and so anyway, we'll, we'll talk about what happens in the past next because I think what yeah. the past conversation that Lottie has has relevance. Yeah. So, yeah, so just we'll, quickly, we'll, we'll, just, next. Well, I'll just finish off this part just up until the point where Lisa shows up because then we'll hop on over to the yeah. wilderness. But I was going to say, Lottie being tied up makes me really sad um and you know she's telling them that the wilderness has been in all of them when shauna killed her lover and misty kept jessica in her basement and van i could see it in your eyes just then and ty when you brought van here to us etc but interesting when she gets to nat and she says it was in you even when you denied it especially then you were always its favorite and nat screams Mm -hmm. why can't you ever stop and pulls out the knife on lottie so lisa shows up probably alerted by her conversation with Nat earlier or the screaming in the forest, who knows? <laughs> and she shows up with the gun and then we hop on over back to the wilderness. So we can touch on that again in a minute if you'd like, or do you yeah. want to say anything yeah, up until that point? Yeah. Okay. So wilderness, um, Van uh, is yeah. telling a story about the wilderness and is stopped midway is, by yeah. Lottie who says she believes the wilderness chose her because she was the only one who could listen but now she can't mm-hmm. hear it because it's no longer needs her. They all learn to hear it and feel it. So she says it's it. she is not the leader and the wilderness chose who fed us. It's already chosen who should lead us. And I laughed that Misty stood at this moment assuming that it's her. Because <laughs> she's just I like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, it already knows it's me. Like she was so sure. Um, so, she's like, it's, I have done so much for yeah. you guys. Like, <laughs> I have, like, it's it's me. Um, Lottie looks at Natalie and it crosses to Shauna's face, who is pissed, um, which we she see more pissed. of that later on. But anyway, Natalie is bestowed, basically, as the antler queen in that moment. And Lottie kisses her yes. hand, saying, we tried to kill you and it wouldn't <gasps> let us. 
Um, mm-hmm. Just a quick side note, Coach Ben is watching this horrified at the window and takes matches and a rope with him. Anyway, so they all stand and start bowing and holding Matt's hand. And of course, my favourite part was when Misty bowed. It was Can't so intense. Oh. And Matt laughed and I loved it. And it really broke my heart as well because of what's to come. I was like, oh my God, why? I know. Why? I know. Why? Um... Why, 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 why? Yeah, so, like, okay, so I put a note here in this scene. 49 minutes in, I'm still happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. Nat is smiling here, and it's it's actually quite lovely. Like, there are some, oh, like, little things. Yeah. yeah like, Shauna doesn't look super happy, but it's actually quite a lovely Like, scene. even the way Van, like, like, rests her hand on her head on her hand, like, yeah. like a cat or something. Like, it's so... Um, oh God. And I just want to like, I just want to note like the moment when Lottie kisses Nat um, in as as the past. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, I really, really liked that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is a direct throwback to episode five, season two, when um, Lottie and Nat are having that therapy session. You know, we see, we actually see young Nat like curling up into Lottie's lap. And yeah. I just thought that was a really nice like um, juxtaposition, I yeah. guess, of like sort of something similar and that moment in particular like in that moment in episode five like after that has just happened Lottie looks around and she looks really afraid and we see the shadow of the antler queen Mm. and if Natalie is indeed the antler queen throughout the whole series like while they're out in the wilderness I don't think we know that yet there still could be more um there still could change I think that Natalie could just be the leader now but like that was, I just feel like that was a really nice callback to yeah. that moment where young Nat is in Lottie's lap, and we see the, you know, uh, the the shadow of that antler queen. Yeah. Um, and I imagine yeah, that it. I would... just wanted to note that. I just thought it was really nice as a viewer to see that. Yeah, and I I do I would imagine that the antler queen title does get passed around. However, I think being the original antler queen holds some weight because if you think about it, think about how much present day Ty has done for Nat, paid for her rehab, yeah. how much yeah. present day Misty has done for Nat, protecting her at yeah. all costs, how much yeah. present day Lottie did for Nat, stopped her from killing herself. They protect their yeah. queen. They have protected their queen this whole time. It's like yeah. weird. It's like this is there have been breadcrumbs this whole time that Natalie was yeah. the one that they were kind of obsessed with you know apart from Mm. shauna who shows some resentment about ty paying for um nat's rehab which is on brand because shauna is the one that isn't too happy about this yeah so it all kind of links up there you know i do actually wonder if you if we did actually go back and watch season two with this in mind like how much more things might make sense yeah like yeah, so back in the forest to present day, Lisa is approaching with the gun and is accusing Nat of lying and killing people. Um, Nat is pleading with Lisa, but she keeps approaching, so Nat drops the knife. While Misty is moving in the background, preparing her syringe. Misty makes a run mm-hmm. for it, and we see a flash. And I love how Misty just has the syringe. I know, it's She's just like, it's, it's in my pocket. Um, Misty makes a run for it, and we see a flashback of Nat being reminded of Harvey dying in her place, and we see her holding the gun okay. to her neck, 
And yeah, we see the yeah, scene yeah. which harkens back to the first episode where Nat sees Misty in the forest. And we also... Yeah. Do you have anything else you're going to mention in this flashback? No, go ahead. Okay, there's also like literally like a 0.5 second shot of the path, but it's not from the wilderness. Nat has a fridge and she doesn't have regrowth in this scene, but she's holding a knife yeah. and there seems to be deers or antlers around her. And I was confused because we've seen that before. Well, I I had a moment where I thought I had seen it before, but then I'm like, I don't remember. Like, I mm, I feel like okay. maybe it could be new. Maybe it could, could have been from season one, but I don't recall her because she's wearing, like, that yeah. strappy red thing. She's got a strappy top. Yeah. yeah. But I don't recall her and wearing... And she's got a fringe. Yeah. And she's she's definitely holding a, a knife. knife. And I was like, that's an interesting... Yeah. That's an interesting little one-second shot. Yeah, I don't anyway. recall. I agree. Um. Yeah, so... Yeah, Nat sees Misty in the forest uh, in from that flashback as well, which we obviously learnt, which we learnt, you know, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago about how the writer said that will come back, and obviously that is a foreshadowing of what's to come. Um, Nat moves Lisa out of the way and is struck with the syringe, and, oh, I'm so sad. Like, why? Like, Misty and Natalie are best friends forever. Why did this have to happen? But, oh, I was just, wait, I was, wait. when I saw it happen, I was like, uh, why does it have to be misty? Oh. So like I had, cause like I'm in a hotel room at the moment mm-hmm. and like, I like, um, I'm here with my partner and he was like, you cannot scream during this episode because we are in a hotel and it's late at night. Yeah. Like you, and I, I could not keep that promise in this moment. I screamed. <laughs> I was like, no even though yes we had a hunch and you know i guess narratively it makes sense i guess but i was like don't kill our aunt the queen we've just oh found out God. we just found out don't do this oh. don't take her away from us how fucking dare you how fucking dare i was like no <laughs> i was really i was just oh oh it's just why um yeah so immediately Misty is like no 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 and I'm like no 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 oh and you're God. probably like ah and this is not happening at one time yeah this is when I was screaming it was just when, pure chaos when Misty on every corner of the world oh, um yeah and so it takes us to Natalie on the plane uh and it's crossing back yeah. to Misty absolutely devastated and yada yada but when we get to the plane um why did they put her on a plane I think because well the way that I saw it was that she was always stuck in the in-between so like mm. and we see that young nat does say that to her like so when we, when we do see the plane crossing over yeah. yeah present day nat sees harvey and young nat and young lottie and present day nat says to harvey that she isn't supposed to be here and young natalie replies we both know that's not true this is exactly where we belong we've been here for years Hippie. yeah and Which, i yeah i think that comment is intriguing because i feel like it's like both a hovering between life and death but also hovering in a place of like just being stuck She's just stuck in this place yeah. like this. And, and a plane yeah, makes sense because that is where the wilderness started. And that's where her life as a normal teenager kind and of ended. I guess the plane also, like, I just think the plane kind of idea of someone of death has been done a lot, but like, I get it as a concept. Like, yeah, yeah it's taking you to somewhere else. It's literally, it's, it's taking you to your next, your next place, yeah. I guess. So, um, yeah. But why was Lottie there? Because Lottie... Do you think it's just because Lottie has this connection to the wilderness? I think that Lottie was there and Lottie was representing it. Yeah, either that or I feel like 
we are yet to see things in the younger timeline that would make more sense as to why Lottie is such an integral okay. part of Nat's life. Yep. And I, I still, I'm okay yep. with that being a mystery for now. Like as long as we, mm-hmm. we okay. see that relationship yep. unfold. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Nat is crying on the plane and Lottie says, it's not evil, just hungry. Like us, let it in. So Nat holds onto Lottie's hand and takes her final oh, breath. That moment. Oh, and it crosses oh, to Misty. That moment where you see her letter in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is like, this is a moment that I had chills. Like, just how Christina Ricci, Ricci played this. Yeah, me like, too. Yeah. She's apologizing just over this, and over. This emotion. Like, she's she's crying. She's screaming. Like, Part of the so reason cool. that it was so impactful was because you don't see Misty do that. Like, to that level. Exactly. Like, getting that devastated over someone's death. It's always either she's nonchalant or she's, like, happy to do it or she needs to get someone out of the way. She needs to take care of it. And in this case, she is devastated. And like, I just want to say real quick that um, we were what we've been reading, um, you know, like uh, interviews that uh, uh, that Christina Ritchie has done with Vanity Fair, um, and she kind of says that like she takes a strong action. Um, which isn't good for anybody because Misty is impulsive, but she was trying to kill Lisa so Lisa would not harm Natalie. It wasn't an evil mm-hmm. intention. It was just selfish. She's trying to protect her friend, the thing she wants, the thing she covets. That's her toy, you know? And she's going yeah. on to say yeah. about how she would have done anything. And, and she also said, I don't think Misty would have gone after her if Nat had pulled the queen card. I think she would have protected her because we learned Natalie was the original Antler Queen, which is why Misty was so obsessed with her this whole time. I think she would have protected her queen. And it's like, <laughs> she would have, she would have she, protected her queen. Pre- ah! Her queen. Her queen. <laughs> oh, God, why? Why are you doing this to me, Christina Ricci? Christina Ricci, why, why are you doing this to me? I'm falling apart. Um, And just quickly, yeah, was- this is kind of a fucked up mm-hmm. situation, but uh, Sophie Thatcher actually spoke to The Hollywood Reporter And they asked about filming that final scene with Juliet. And, you know, she says it was emotional. Yeah, I read this too. I was kind of terrifying. They cut this out. It went maybe too borderline on creepy. But at the end of that sequence, me and Harvey started laughing at her. And the scene ended with her screaming and crying and at us laughing at at her. Filming that felt so wrong and so terrible. I would just be apologizing after every take. Like, I'm so fucking sorry. Are you okay? I don't mean this. So it was interesting when I saw they cut that out. But I understand because it was such a powerful moment. Um, So, yeah, I, I... I would have had a huge issue with this scene if if that happened. I think I would have been really upset about it because I think yeah, her being I'm so glad her being mocked in death would have been a step too far. Like I like we've spoken so that many would have times. been unforgivable. Unforgivable. Yeah, we, we have spoken about this in this podcast. In this podcast, week after week, that they we are the Natalie defense. Squad. We are. We would have been the first one to pick up our torches and burn down <laughs> the house of someone. <laughs> No, but we were like literally, we like they teeter the line of this, like, you know, what's okay and what's not all the time. And I feel like that, if people are already upset about Nat's death, that would have been a disaster if they went ahead with that, I think, because it just isn't fair. And like, yeah, here's the deal. And I just want to say this real quick. I, there's a lot of people who think that Nat's death isn't right. Right. And like, I think you made mention of this as well, like just, you know, how you feel a bit unsure about it. 
But I just want to quickly make mention of something just about Nat's death in context with other deaths on the shows, right? On the show. So I don't think any death on this show is going to feel right. Because, like, if I think back to when Jackie died, I was infuriated, remember? When Jackie died and I was, like, losing my fucking mind. I thought it was so stupid that Shauna just kicked her out and she froze to death. And I went on about it for weeks, right? And Nat has died at the hands of a mistake by someone who would have done anything to protect her. Again, you get the feeling of complete injustice. But I get the impression that this is kind of the show where character deaths have a lot of irreverence, right? So... I, I'm just under the impression that Yellow Jackets does irreverent deaths. Like, there's a lack of reverence in every death that we've ever seen so far, right? From Jackie getting a dumb high school fight with Shauna and freezing to death, Kristen dumping shit over the cliff and then falling off it, Laura Lee flying like 30 metres and the plane exploding, Adam being stabbed by Shauna randomly in his apartment, Kevin drinking phenobarbital cocoa, and Nat being hit with a lethal dose of fentanyl or phenobarbital, whatever it was, syringe by Misty. These deaths either come with cruelty or humour, or pure stupidity, and it's just not going to be a show where someone gets to go out in a blaze of glory or gets their fully formed character arc or ends on good terms with everybody fully healed from trauma. Like, it just feels like every single character death points to the fact that this isn't the type of show that will be reverent about it. But I do think Natalie Mm. did end up accepting her death at the end, which I think is at least something, right? Because at the very least, Mm. she accepted it. Because if they went in that other direction, I think it would have been too much. But anyway, what do you want to say about this whole shang-ma-boodle? Shang-ma-doodle. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Um, And I think that is something that writers really like doing, Mm -hmm. particularly me. I am someone who really like, you know, I have no problem with writing a beloved character and giving them like a real life death. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think as writers you have to, yeah, you have to give characters, beloved characters, like a good way out. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I think, you know, it's life, it's human. Like, and, you know, maybe you can't really say it's life, it's human in the case of a show where someone gets stabbed with a needle yeah. and dies that way. Yeah. But it kind of speaks to that way that, yeah, exactly as you said, you don't have, like, as you just said, like, you don't have to give people a reverent death. I think when you watch a TV show and you're watching, like, a main protagonist, you kind of think that they're safe. Yeah. And so, you know, and in this type of show, like, that's the thing. No one's safe. Mm -hmm. Um, But you and I, like, obviously we said before, we're not going to speak about like what was going on behind the scenes but i don't think it's a big huge secret that juliet might or might have well it's definitely not a secret that she didn't love her character and how her character was Mm -hmm. and potentially she wanted to be off the show so i think like you know from that perspective like it's all kind of that all makes sense i think for me i just kind of feel like there was a really great opportunity I think for a character like Natalie and an actor mm-hmm. like Juliette Lewis to kind of like make it more impactful in terms of like the last few episodes yeah you know like I just feel like they had an opportunity to like yes I understand that Nat was at the compound she slowly started changing and like she was sober and all that stuff but a lot of it is quite like 
a lot of it seemed like sort of goes under the radar. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like Natalie didn't have a, a long and complete storyline that made me feel like when she stepped in front of Lisa to save Lisa's life, that it was comparable in any way to absolving her of her guilt mm-hmm. and being that sacrifice. Mm. I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't enough for me. I, I felt yeah. like it was just a bit of a disservice to the character. Like I I agree, you as a writer you don't give characters like a great send off. Mm. But like a character like that where they were trying to tell her story in that way, I just felt like I needed a bit more. Yeah, I agree. And I also didn't like the flashback. I thought that it was like poorly placed because and not because of like I'm just okay. It was like it was like a, the writers were like this is the remember. moment. This is how you're supposed to feel. Yeah, and for and me, this is obvious. Yeah, but for me, it was like I would have preferred to have just seen Juliet and Christina just go through it, like in that moment, mm. and like watch their whole performance because yeah. I know they would have delivered. Yeah. You know, um, that's just. Do you yeah. mean like you you would have preferred to take out that plane thing? I don't well? know. I mean, I think the plane thing had its place, but I mean, it's in the flashback with like where she goes back to see. I think the flashback to seeing Misty in the woods was okay because that's a connection that I think mm. a lot of people may have forgotten. But I think yeah. um, the flashback to her talking to Coach Ben, literally that episode saying I'm worse and whatever, it's like we we just saw that moment. Like we already know how Nat's feeling. Like it, we don't need – I don't think that we needed that as an audience. But I think that – I think ultimately I just wish that we had gotten a bit more time just seeing Christina and – Juliet just kind of act out that scene at, on its own without the slow motion Definitely. and it was very like it was, there was a lot yeah. going on yeah it was beautiful yeah it was like that moment that those two actors had was like it was moving. stunning like yeah it was great I, yeah it was moving like I I was like you know Christina had me in the palm of her fucking hand yeah. I was like you know I'm I'm here I'm present I'm into this yeah. like you know I'm screaming like I'm just like <laughs> oh my god um but yeah i agree like all of the kind of extra stuff just felt a bit like they were like you know yeah this is this is how this is what we want you to see like this is what you need to remember you know this is us quickly bringing you up to speed like Mm kind of like what we said like in our last pod like you know they're kind of bringing us there more quickly than I don't know, we really need to be there. But yeah, I agree. Had we had a bit more of that, I think that would have been really compelling as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so so, yeah. so we cross uh, to the police who say that the woman has died of a drug overdose, which is like, ugh, you know, that's hard to hear. Um, is yeah. Lottie is being taken away and Misty is standing alone mm-hmm. until Walter shows up, clearly not reading the room with a big-ass smile on his face. Uh Misty starts crying again and says, I killed my best friend. <laughs> and I was like, ah, uh, your best friend. Yeah. Um, and she, it, it isn't, well, like, obviously when we see, like, this type of, she only ever calls one other person a best friend, which she actually says bestie. But it's like, it's just, it's obviously, like, it doesn't touch the, yeah. the scale of what she's feeling right now. And I think that that's what really got me as well because like you know when we talked about it before like the only time we literally ever see misty broken is like in this moment Mm -hmm. like yep you know like it's just really like yeah it's amazing it's amazing um so (laughs) she she digs her thing her fingers into his shoulders as well which was like quite again it's like desperately needing 
um, yeah. needing help in that moment. Um, uh, then and Ty approach Lottie and Ty says they're going to keep you for a while. We'll check on you to Lottie. Oh, so sad. Yeah, and Lottie replies, we gave it what it wanted. It's as pleased with us. And she turns to Van and says, you'll see. And obviously Van gives like a kind of smile, but also looks devastated. Once again, I can't figure out what's going on. And uh, so surely we assume she has been cured of her cancer because of Natalie's death. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, so the camera also pans over to Shauna and Callie toward the end of this scene, which I thought was actually quite sad because it said a lot in that silence. Like Shauna knows her daughter has just seen a side of her her life yeah. that she can never protect her from anymore and Callie has been exposed no. to too much and you can see the sadness and regret on Shauna's face there when she looks at Callie and I just thought that was a really well yeah. done moment I'm glad they put that in there again it's about yeah, like same, making same, those same. scenes breathe give me some time to just kind of get that vibe of what's going on and I felt that was a good moment to throw in um so after all of that anything you want to say in the present day before you cross on back to the cabin right there um no, it well, yes, I did want to say, yeah, so that that line, like you know, we found uh, a woman like deceased of an apparent drug overdose, yeah, so a lot of people were really pissed off by this line, yeah, and it is one of those things that is like the audacity type yeah, thing, right the audacity you know, yeah. like the 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 adult yellow jackets have kind of like you know it's sad like it's one of those like things where we know natalie was sober and that's definitely not true but obviously it's it's convenient for the adult yellow jackets that they that that's what they go with um and i mean i i i personally i liked the line Mm -hmm. i thought you know it's one of those like cosmic things where it's kind of like it's so fucking unfair Mm. And it's just one of those, like, things where it's, like, the character, you know, yeah, she worked so hard to be sober. And, of course, like, that's her. That's the way she's described as growing out. Like, that's that's the way kind of people will remember her, which mm. is just really, like, shitty. Um, but it is a nice, like, it's not nice, but it, it's kind of, like, in a, like, in a writing, like, narrative sense, it's kind of, like, I don't know, that... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't feel. I don't feel like I was particularly angry with the line. I, I think this is partially. Oh my god, this is going to sound stupid, but like, I think partially because I think I don't really think Nat gives a shit what anyone thinks, and I don't really give a shit if people think that she died of an overdose. I don't. Right. I don't yeah. think Nat would actually yeah. care. I think what matters to Nat is what she thinks about herself when she dies. And I think how the people around her probably feel about her. Mm. And if they care about her and Misty, because as much as like, yes, I understand Misty's delusional thinking that she's her best friend, but Misty, Lottie, Shauna, Ty, they did not want to see Nat die. They knew that she was making strides. They knew they were around her when she did. She had people around her. She didn't die alone in a hotel room. You know, I'm just like, yeah, that's that's true. She there had someone is, there, holding her. Yeah, there is her. there is a little bit of something there to hold on to, a little bit of hope, uh, despite whatever they say about her. That is something that I think can be held on to, and that is what I'm choosing to hold yeah. on to. I'm not saying the line was perfect. Yeah, I understand why people are upset about it, but I'm just saying, understanding the character of Nat, then she knows the truth. So the other thing, the other thing I was just gonna say mm. is that like. Another reason I had a problem with the end of this episode is because it annoyed me that, like, 
I know it's convenient. I know that it's like they, you know, they needed to have this conversation. But the fact that the police are in the background, like doing their investigation or whatever, <laughs> and like you just see like Walter and Misty having a really loud conversation about how like Walter took care of yeah. everything, and Misty's like, "I killed my best friend." Yeah. I'm like, "Just go somewhere private." <laughs> like I know that the point is that the police aren't meant to hear you. Yeah. But again, like the viewer is sitting there going, "Oh my fucking god!" Like, yeah. could you be any more obvious? Like, for sure. You know, like again, like just, just like find a, find a quiet space where you can have these conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just I ha- yeah, like I said, I have problems with police storyline, like. You know, I'm like, well, okay, so they found someone who's deceased of an overdose. Great. What about the person with a gun that was found? What about the police officer with gun wounds? Like, I'm just like, how are you explaining all of these events that happened at the same time and still separating them and not, like, you know, I know they have to, I think they're going to get rid of the police storyline. That's all great. But I'm just like, just make it make sense. Do you remember how we used to call it Killing Eve science? it's killing Eve science. it's yellow jacket yeah. science so yeah. we cross back to the cabin in the wilderness for the final scene and we <gasps> see shauna writing in her notebook and i saw this tweet today where they compared it to gretchen wieners talking about <laughs> yeah, Caesar and, 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 and regina george and i was like oh my god this is like so yeah. this is so on point like funny she's just as pretty as her she's just as smart as her like you know and she's writing in a notebook but yeah, she doesn't just like real she just doesn't understand things. how it wasn't her chosen to be the leader she thought she felt invisible by jackie but now it's happening again and i was like girl i don't know like Shauna is so interesting because there's one episode where I'm like, oh my god, Shauna, I love you. I feel so bad for you. Oh my god, Shauna. And then this happens, and I'm like, Shauna, get over it. Like I'm just like, I'm so back but and forth. But also, I'm like, yeah. But also, I'm like, you're still mourning the death of your baby. I know. Like, who in cares if you are like, like, you don't want no. this. You don't want this pressure just, and oh, this bloody like it's crazy. You know, poor Nat. Now what she has to deal with. Yeah. Oh, poor Nat. <laughs> anyway, so she hears and smells fire outside and warns everybody. They make their way out of the cabin and the group stand in the snow watching their home go up in flames which is symbolic of in their flames. lives <laughs> in flames it really is yeah. yeah symbolic of like the season two episode. it really doesn't bode well for natalie's first day as the antler queen that the, that the cabin no, has gone up in it flames. doesn't a hundred percent she's got a she's got a hard job ahead of her but yeah um, I, to be honest i don't yeah. really have a lot to say about this final thing it's more just like okay no. it's gone up in flames and that's it um you know and obviously yeah, we know and thought, coach ben like, might have done it yeah. with taking the matches but who fucking knows really mm, so. yeah who knows um because it could be a couple of things it could be like you know if we're talking about the wilderness and like the entity that is the wilderness like maybe i don't know maybe the maybe the wilderness wasn't happy that I don't know, Harvey was chosen or, mm. or Natalie was chosen as the Anne the Queen. And, and maybe that's, you know, direct reference to that. Um, other, you know, things do just catch fire. But obviously we do see Ben with the matches and one could deduce that he would be like, perfect, they're all asleep. All of these little monsters are in a room and like I can just I can just end this while also like potentially making a smoke signal that someone could come and rescue me. Mm. I don't know. But 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 that also means that he's happy to, you know, uh, commit mass murder, yeah. which is he? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't um, think he's done it. I think they did that for, like, as a red herring. I think that – I think the wilderness did it to push them out of the cabin. 
and like just to, yes. to get them to live season three yeah. off something else. And thematically else. that makes sense, yeah. right? Like now they have to try and survive. Plus it does seem that winter's almost ending. So that's also like, you know, at least doesn't seem like they're going to be struggling for that long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like don't really have much more to say about this. I think like it all made sense from, you know, the young storyline that, you know, the, the cabin that has kept them safe is now no longer. Um, and yeah, as part of this, I did just want to tell, I just wanted to like repeat like Van's little story that she told yeah. because I feel like it kind of makes sense in this moment. Yeah. Like she, she says, once upon a time, there was a place called the wilderness. It was beautiful and full of life, but it was also lonely and violent and misunderstood. One day the wilderness book built a house. It waited. Summers came, winters came, and then she gets cut off. Um, so yeah. You know, and now now the the wilderness's the wilderness's house has been burnt down, and so I wonder what the end of that story is. Yeah, um, but yeah, interesting. I just thought it was a cool little. I I don't really know what the point of it was, but I thought it was just a cool little yeah quote from Ben. There. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, and yeah, that's it. And that's it. Um. Well, I just want that's to touch it. on something quick that I was going to bring up partway through us talking, but I forgot about it. But it was about the Queen card, right? Okay. So Sophie Thatcher did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter and an interviewer asked her, well, use the term lease on life when describing the fact that the Queen card from the deck ended up getting Natalie in the end, right? Which I thought was pretty harrowing, that whole lease on life word. Um, Anyway, so I think this perspective on lease on life is interesting because Harvey was the one who came back to the cabin with the Queen card and he accidentally died. Natalie pulls the Queen card and she accidentally died. Shauna has now pulled the Queen card does that give her a lease on life now? Like, and if she does, like, is she going to, like, live till season four until they pull the cards again? Is this she going to be the one that accidentally dies in the same way that Natalie and Harvey did for essentially being chosen by the card? Like, is it a prophecy if it spares you? Mm, like, that's what yeah, I was interesting, thinking. Interesting. I don't know. I was just thinking about it this morning and I was like, well, Harvey brought back the queen card and he was the first one to accidentally die. And now we're seeing it with mm. Natalie. So I'm like, hmm. But that would have to then follow the whole way through the wilderness. And I don't know if it will. Like, but that's just, maybe yeah. it's just coincidence. But anyway. I I feel like that could definitely happen. But I have a feeling they'll be keeping Melanie around for as long as oh possible. Oh my God, please do. So I do not want to I feel Melanie like if it does happen, it will be like literally in like season four or something. Yeah. But if they get that many seasons. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a cool idea. I was yeah, I was also thinking about the symbolism of the Queen of Hearts, because mm-hmm. um, I you know we see like we we've seen like you know the Antler Queen, and like the heart. Natalie was the heart. Like, is that a link as well? You know, mm. um, and also the fact that Travis ate Harvey's heart. Like, there's all yeah, there's all these types of connections that you can kind of make if you think if you think about it. Yeah. Whether they mean the writers anything, mean yeah. to make these connections, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've gotten to the end of our um, very long deep dive, and we're like over two. Yeah, hours. we're over two hours, <laughs> and like it's so funny because every time Alyssa and I start, I've always think to myself, or I say to her, "Oh, it's been about an hour and a half, I think. We'll be like, we'll be able to wrap this up Same. fast." And it never is. Like we'll try and keep it at around like an hour and a half. Yeah, but thanks for sticking with us. I think that you know, yeah. all, all things considered, um, we got all of our thoughts out there. We will. We'll be back for a season wrap up at some point where we will talk about the season as a whole and how we felt about it. Um, 
and yeah uh look out for that yeah we will come back we will come back to talk more about this and talk more about please let us know if you had any thoughts if you have anything like specifically that you would like us to mention uh, or would you would like to mention and we we can definitely read it out on the pod um our email is houseofquicklypod at gmail.com um so definitely touch base with us but yeah we'll we'll be back not sure when probably soon uh and we'll talk about the season as a whole yeah and hit us up at house of quigley on twitter as well um yeah we are out there we are you know we've created the account and we are just there <laughs> so come and find us yeah, um, yeah come and find come us, and find us. <laughs> uh, but yeah we hope that you have a great rest of the week uh well it's yeah. the other weekend so great next week um and we'll be back soon but Thank you so much for listening and thank you to the new listeners that we've had come through. We've had quite a few come through over yes. the last pod and we were kind of shocked we by have. it. We were like, what is going on? So thank you for listening. Thank um, you. Yeah. Francis, do you want to say your ode to Misty <gasps> Matt at the oh end of the pod? God, or do you want to put that somewhere else? Oh, I'm going to say it right now. Okay. Okay. I wrote. I, I, think, wrote, I think the pod wants to hear it. I wrote it. a poem. Everyone ready? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Misty Nat, Misty Nat, our dearest Misty Nat, from tainting one's car and chocolate to share, to cocaine snorting and protecting Natalie from the air, from visions in the forest and bowing on the spot, to tracking down a cult and one fatal shot. How I wish this friendship was forever, but a bond like this cannot be untethered. Misty Nat, Misty Nat, our dearest Misty Nat, you should have been lesbians. <laughs> the end and that is how we will choose to remember wow <laughs> the end that is so oh. i love that yeah i love that last line you should have been lesbian it just has no like reference to anything and rhymes to nothing but it's the perfect ending it I is loved it. a plus it's the a only plus oh, clap from you, the pod Alyssa. oh my god you're such a good friend i love potting with you it's that was best. so good thank potting you with and you, that Alyssa. was the perfect ending to the pod oh. and yeah we look it sucks that we now don't have Juliet Lewis on this show. It sucks. I don't know how they're going to tell this story without her, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, season three is definitely going to be interesting. But we'll talk about that in the next pod. We'll, we'll talk about the season as a whole and what we think, you know, our predictions for season three are going to be. Um, but, yes, thank you, brothers. That was A+. Plus. Yes, thank you, Alyssa. You did very good. You are very talented. Oh, so are you, Alyssa. I love potting with you. It's the oh, best. Thanks. It's the best from me too. Okay. All right. Well, bye everybody. Okay. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. Oh, I'm waving at my Zoom screen. I don't <laughs> they know. They can why. feel the vibes. It's fine. <laughs> Goodbye everybody. Goodbye. And in the words of the uh, NSYNC 90s hit, bye bye bye. Uh, actually, uh, I, Alyssa is back after a short recess. Unfortunately, we've just found out that bye 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 was from 2000. So <laughs> unfortunately not relevant. Okay, bye. <laughs>